Hi, Karen Heimdall here, creator of Y2K and also the voice of Jess. You are about to hear a Y2K season one super cut. This one is from the prologue all the way up until episode 17. So for these episodes, especially the first uh, episode one to nine, Olivia sort of takes a stab at doing credits and does it a little bit differently every time. I have left most of that in because I think it's part of her process in these episodes. However, going forward from that, I have removed the credits from the episodes. I have also significantly abbreviated the intro and outro music, so they're just basically the very start and the very end uh, each time. I've left all the content warnings in their entirety because I think they are as important when you're listening to a supercut as they are when you're listening to single episodes. For transcripts of these episodes, please go to y2kpod.com forward slash transcripts. As you know, towards the end of this month, We will start on season two, so if you want to binge season one, I am releasing these supercuts in three batches of 18 episodes each on each Friday leading up to the start of season two. Happy listening and uh, welcome to the year 2000. Close the door. What? I want a party like it's 1999. <laughs> well, it won't be 1999 for much longer. Where's that link? I think Jono wants to kiss me. <laughs> he keeps staring at me. He's okay, I guess. <laughs> I want to show you what I found yesterday. Look. What? It's just loading, charging. Wait, what's it called? Remember I'm leaving tomorrow? And that phone calls to New Zealand are expensive? (laughs) Not to mention that time difference thing. Well, ta-da! To what? (laughs) Wait. Free online voicemail. The easy way to stay in touch. Catchy slogan. (laughs) What? You mean we can leave each other voicemails for free? Yep. I just need to figure out how to get internet once I'm in Auckland, and then we're all set. Of course, the dial-up connection costs a little. Perfect. But I will miss you so much. I'll miss you too, my dear. Damn. We said no tears, and I'm sticking to it. Look, I've set you up as Kat London and me as Jess Auckland, so we can find each other. Damn. I mean, that's great. And I am happy for you. It's just... 
What if some serious accounting person moves into your room and just kills all the fun? <laughs> and paints my walls cafe au lait. <laughs> and makes, and makes stinky, stinky tuna in, in the, the microwave. microwave. <laughs> oh god, he was awful, wasn't he? What was his name? Lou, Lenny? Lee. Uh, actually, yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> Good thing he moved out. <laughs> You do know that you'll have a say on the next flatmate, right? I, I know, but I might get outvoted. Downvoted? You know what I mean. I wouldn't worry about it. Anyway, what were you saying about Dono before? That he was looking at you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's nothing special, really. But with the luck I've been having, you know, it's nice to be noticed. Yeah. It's just, I've heard he's not so nice to his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm not going to be his girlfriend. So, no worries, <laughs> okay? Right, no worries. Wait, did they even say that in New Zealand or is it just Australia? I guess we'll find out. Cat, come on. It's almost midnight. Be there in a sec, Jana. Maybe I'll go out and grab that New Year's kiss? Don't worry. Okay? It'll be great. Okay. <laughs> Let's bring in the New Year. Hey, maybe the world will end. <laughs> nah, it'll be fine. The year 2000 is going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go drink to that. <laughs> Karen Heimdall, creator of Y2K and also voice of Jess here. Thank you so much for listening to our prologue. Episode 1 drops in January and we will have weekly releases throughout 2020. You will hear these wonderful folks. Kirsty Wolven as Olivia. Janice Vestin as Kat. Karen Heimdall as Jess. Adam Blanford as Jono. Felicity Boyd as Rachel. Anjali Kunipanani as Sheeran. Shakendra Morgan as Maya. Maddie Searle as Claire. Anna Jorton as Tammy. Dorkin Nikila Vaughan as Bry. Charlotte Nora as Kirsten. Neris Howell as Emma.
I'm Olivia and this is the Y2K podcast. I'm I'm a little nervous. I've never done anything like this before, so so a few days ago I managed to get my mum's old laptop working. I was hoping to find baby pictures of me. There's hardly any and I was just well curious. I rummaged around this really old black and white dodgy looking interface and found absolutely no baby pictures. No pictures at all, actually. But I did find something else. These old audio files, dozens of them, all labelled with dates from January 2000 onwards. It seems to be a conversation in voicemails between my mum and a friend of hers. And I've only listened to a couple of them, but they seem interesting somehow. Though it's weird to hear mum so young... I'll be 20 this year, and she would have been around 25 when this was recorded, I think. So, almost the same age. Cool, but again, really weird. Right, I- I'm rambling. Um, so, anyway, I thought this would make a interesting podcast. So, here are the first two messages. Hi, Kat. I'm here, and so jet-lagged. New Zealand sure is a long way away. Sorry about the whispering. I'm at the library computer as I'm still staying in the hostel. Been calling ads for rooms to rent, and I think I have a few good leads. (laughs) Right, the librarian is out of earshot, so I can talk a little louder. Where was I? Yeah, housing. Auckland is beautiful. It's summer here and still warm. Flowers everywhere. Really messes with your mind after London winter. One thing I really didn't grasp before I got here was how incredibly hilly Auckland is. On the map, the hostel and the university seem really close together, but in reality there is an incredibly steep hill between them. (laughs) Downhill in the morning, thankfully. I couldn't have coped with the other way around. Anyways, I guess that'll be an important factor in deciding where to live, whether it's uphill or downhill from school. Though, uh, (laughs) come to think of it, I guess I'm not going to be able to afford walking distance, so uh, maybe it doesn't matter. I haven't quite figured out the buses yet, but they seem fairly straightforward. The flight was very long, but uneventful. I got a little sleep on the first leg, but on the flight to Auckland, I got seated right behind the smoking seats, and it was torture. I thought they'd banned smoking on airplanes. Ugh. Sorry. I know you're a smoker, but you are a considerate smoker. (laughs) Remember that time... This is a library, you know. Sorry, almost done. Let me know how you're doing. What are you auditioning for? Any luck with a day job hunting? And are Sharon and Emma pestering you to let some annoying person have my room? Let me know. Love you. Bye. Hello, Jess? Ah, Great to hear your voice. 
feels like you are much closer than the other end of the world. London is grey, or at least wood green is grey. I miss you. Emma and Shirin are great, but they're not you. And I miss working with you. Even that awful Cinderella disaster. I mean, that lovely panto that we did at Christmas. I've been auditioning for everything I can find, but it's always the same, you know? They always want pitch-perfect RP or some really specific British regional accent. I just can't do. That was supposed to be Scouse, by the way. See? I suck! Or else it's two lines unpaid in something and 300 girls auditioning. Anyway, I just want to run home to Trollhättan and bury myself in my old bedroom at my mother's house and eat cheese. Sorry to be so depressing. I did find a bartending job, though. You know it's not my favorite thing, but at least it pays the bills, and I really, really need that. The only thing is, um, it'll mean working for Lee. You know, microwave tuna Lee. <laughs> Stop laughing. He's okay. Really. Hey, he gave me a job, so I have to think he's okay, right? It's five nights a week, and the pay is okay. I start tomorrow. Also, I've been thinking about Jono since New Year's. You know we had that drunken kiss at midnight, and it just hit me, you know? Definite spark. Or maybe I'm just so starved in that department that anything will get me going. We will see. Okay, uh, what else? Emma and Shirin have called a flatmates meeting tomorrow. So I guess I'll find out then who they have lined up to move in. I know, I know, I'm supposed to have a say, but Shirin's nan does own the flat. I'm just not as good as standing up to them without you. They're off to the pub in a bit, but I said no. I'm just too... something. Not depressed, just... down, you know? I'm just gonna sit here and... be depressed, I guess. Ah, uh, hang on. You would tell me to go to the pub. In fact, you would drag me there yourself and cheer me up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stop pestering me. I will follow your silent advice. Wait, be right back. Sheeran, Emma, are you still here? We're in my room. Don't leave without me, okay? All right, but we better get a move on. We're almost ready. Okay. Right. Sorry, Jess. 
let me know how everything goes. What's uni like? Did it start already? Are you meeting any nice people? I miss you. Bye. Right, so that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I rather like hearing their voices from 20 years ago, before I was even born. Anyway, I'll put these out weekly for as long as it's fun, I suppose. There are a lot of these files. I haven't counted them, but I think they go until at least December. So, listeners of which I as of yet have none. <laughs> Did any of you know my mum or a friend around the year 2000? Do you know anything about the other people they mention? I'd like to get more of the story around these voicemails. Please email me at y2kpod at gmail.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram at y2kpod and that's the number two. Our wonderful music is created and recorded by Jake Hawes. Check out his podcast, Making Music with Jake Hawes, to hear more. I'll, I guess I'll put a link to that somewhere. I'm still figuring out this podcasting thing. Right. Thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. <sighs> Too cheesy? Mm, maybe. Uh, they might wonder why I don't just ask my mum, but... Oh, they can wonder. <sighs> Hang on, that light's still on. My name's Olivia, and this is the Y2K Podcast. Welcome to the year 2000. Yeah. Eh. That's rather cheerful, isn't it? Just trying to figure out how to open the podcast. Got any ideas? Answers on a postcard. Hang on. Why do people say that? I think my parents say it, so... I suppose it's some old reference, left full of those. Anyway, email me if you have any tips. I really do not know what I'm doing. <laughs> so, to recap, I found a bunch of files on my mum's old laptop. It's 20-year-old voicemails between my mum and a friend of hers, and I'm turning them into a podcast. And I'm calling it Y2K because that's short for the year 2000, when the voicemails were recorded. Yeah, but you probably got that. So, I'm back at uni now, and just had a sedimentology lecture. And it was alright, I guess, but I was just so tired and unfocused that I couldn't really grasp what they were saying. Like, the information just didn't reach my brain. <sighs> Sorry. So, last week, Jess had just arrived in Auckland and was whispering in a library while Kat was feeding Blue back in London. And here is the second round of audio files from January 2000. They seem to be in completely opposite moods here. Jess, oh, I wish I could talk to you directly right now. Oh, it feels so great. I am living la vida loca over here. So, 
Jono came to the pub Tuesday night, and he was, he was really cool. <laughs> it was pretty quiet at the start of the night, and he just ordered a pint and sat there and talked to me when I wasn't busy, and he's really smart, you know? I never realized that. We talked about books and politics and theater. Of course, we talked about theater and music. He's like this huge music nerd and listens to all sorts of stuff I never even heard of. We also ended up talking about TV shows. And, of course, I had to check. And he is a Buffy fan. Maybe even more so than I am. And... He has the first half of season four on video, and so, of course, I invited myself over to watch it. Clever me, huh? <laughs> so, last night I went to his place. He lives in Chalk Farm, and he has his own apartment. Haven't quite figured out how he can afford that. He's a musician. At least I think he is. Yes, he's in that band, you know? Bass player? <laughs> we did not talk about our jobs. Okay, anyway, we did watch Buffy, like two episodes. You know, the freshman and that one with their horrible roommate, Kathy. <laughs> Remember how we couldn't stand her? Anyway, Jono and I kind of lost interest in TV somewhere around there, and... Well... It was seriously the best sex ever, which is strange, right? But also absolutely amazing. And it wasn't just sex. We talked and got hardly any sleep. I know you've heard things about him, but it can't be right. He's lovely. And it's only been one night. Maybe he doesn't want it to be anything more. Maybe I won't want it to be more. We haven't promised each other anything. So, no worries, okay? Oh. <laughs> it's him. He wants to see me tonight. There's a gig in Brixton, some band I'd never heard of. But who cares? I have to figure out what to wear. Cross your fingers, there's more amazing sex tonight. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Sorry. I mean, let me know what's up with you. Uh, met anyone nice at university? And how is it anyway? It started this week, right? Okay, really, really wish you were here. Bye again. Hi, Kat. I'm happy you're so happy. It makes me feel better, too. And uh, maybe you're right about Jono. Maybe it's all just rumors. But please... Be careful. <laughs> Have as much sex as you like, but guard your emotions a little. <laughs> I feel like someone in an Austin novel saying that. 
Though, of course, Lizzie never told Jane to have as much sex as she liked. <laughs> Maybe she should have, huh? <sighs> Anyways, remember you're in that lust fog now where you feel like you're in love just because the sex is so good? Don't trust that feeling. Wait till the fog lifts and then figure out what you want to do, alright? And of course, congratulations on best sex ever. That's great. <laughs> no, I'm not jealous or bitter, lonely. Oh. My dear, I am so happy for you. I'm just having a hard time. Moving to a new country again is just exhausting. I did all this when I moved to London five years ago, and it was mostly fun, you know, figuring out where the post office was and what milk to buy and how to get bus passes. I was so happy to be there and so happy to not be in Edmonton that it didn't register as a chore, but now I'm uh, kind of wondering if I did the right thing coming here. Maybe I didn't think it through properly. I was just so happy to be accepted and get the scholarship and everything, and I was still reeling from the breakup, you know. I do want to do this, and I am sure I will learn a lot, but <laughs> it's just so hard. Oh. Damn. <laughs> I can't cry in the library. <laughs> yep, still in the library. I move into the new place on Friday. It seems good. Um, the new flatmates are Maya and Tia, and they seem nice enough. Just a little standoffish, you know? Like they're happy to share a flat, but don't really want to hang out. Which is fine, of course. Just, um... <sighs> and, uh, on top of that, I've now completed two whole days of the Master of Creative Writing and talked to exactly no one apart from the registration person yesterday. I thought Kiwis were supposed to be friendly, but so far, no. I know, I know. Give it time. It will get easier. And I can't give up after two days. I moved all the way to the other end of the world to do this, after all. Oh, all that ocean between us. That's actually wonderful here in Auckland. The sea is never far away. And some places are so incredibly beautiful, I can hardly believe it. Crap, here's the librarian. You do need to keep it down, you know. Sorry, again. I'll be done in a sec. What is that, anyway? Why are you talking to the computer? It's... I just moved here, so my friend and I are doing internet voicemails to keep in touch. Phone calls to How England are really... Sorry, it was just... No, I'm sorry, I... 
Go ahead. I forgot what... Oh, just how clever to do voicemails on the computer. I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's new, I think. Pretty handy. I'm Jess, by the way. Rachel, good to meet you. So you just moved here? You a student? Yep. Creative writing. Just started, so can't really tell you anything about it. <laughs> All right, I won't ask. Yet anyway. Where are you staying? At the hostel down the street right now, but I'm moving into a flat share on Newmarket this Friday. Newmarket's nice. I hope you'll enjoy... Oh, there's someone waiting at the desk. I'd better go. Finish this quickly, right? All right, thanks. Did you catch all that, cat? I actually talked to someone, and they were nice. I'll try to take it as a positive sign. There are nice people here. Maybe not kindred spirits like you <laughs> and Anne Shirley and Diana Barry. <laughs> I'm all literary today. Maybe some of the creative writing atmosphere is rubbing off on me after all. <laughs> not that anyone's mentioned Montgomery yet. Or Austin, for that matter. <laughs> the uh, professors seem quite good, actually. Though lots of work and super fast-paced. We will see. So, my kindred spirit, take care of yourself. And don't jump into anything too fast, right? Sending you hugs across all the oceans. Oceans of hugs? <laughs> Let me know how everything goes with Jono, of course, and everything else. Love you. Right, that's... I'm glad she seemed happier towards the end there. But... Ooh, that sex talk. I do not wish to hear my mum or her friends on that topic ever. It's just... Really odd. I know there are around 25 here, and sex talk in your 20s is to be expected, but still, I do not have to like it. Anyway, I'm still wondering if any of you knew my mum or her friend around the year 2000, or maybe you know anything about the other people they hang out with. I'd love to get more of the story around these voicemails. I'm doing episode descriptions now, so the link will be down there. Um, this is Olivia, signing off. Thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Ta-da! Hey, this is Olivia and the Y2K Podcast. Once again, I welcome you to the year 2000, but not quite yet. <laughs> Today, I spent all day outdoors, and it was really cold, but so, so beautiful. Most of you probably wouldn't enjoy looking at rocks for a whole day outdoors in January in England but it really is my idea of bliss. Anyway, happy you're coming with me on this peculiar trip into the past. Last week, Kat was all aglow with lust and excitement, and Jess was stressed out and, well, met a librarian. And we're now at the point where I haven't listened to the voicemails in advance. I thought it would be cool if I listened along with you. So I have no idea what they're going to talk about this week. Exciting, right? Let's do it. <sighs> Hi there, cat. So, uh, 
I uh, got a text from Claire saying she's moving into my old room on Saturday. It's fine. I'm fine. I guess she just wanted me to hear it from her, which is nice of her. But I would have really preferred hearing it from you. I know, I know. You have a lot on your mind right now, walking on cloud nine and all that. But, you know, it hurts. Damn. Claire and I spent a lot of time in that room when we were together, and it's uh, painful to think of her in there with her new girlfriend, Rose. She's Rose. I'm not all that new anymore. <sighs> and to think of them hanging out with all of you. Also, it's like Sharon and Emma have picked sides now. I thought they were more my friends than Claire's, and I talked so much to them. Especially Sharon after the breakup. Not as much as I talked to you, but, you know. And of course, I get that you were steamrolled into this, and it's not your fault. I just, I just wish you'd told me. Just, uh, wish. Yes? Hey, Jess. I'm out of milk. Can I take some of yours? Sure, go ahead. <laughs> Hold on. Are you alright? Yes? No, you're not. What happened? <laughs> you don't want to hear my troubles. I'm fine. Or I will be. Sure, I want to hear your troubles. We don't really know each other yet, but I can't let you be this miserable all on your own. Right. Thanks. It's, um... I just found out that my ex is moving into my old flat there. Into my room. I lived there for almost four years, and we spent a lot of time there together, and I... It's just hard. It hurts. Oh, I'm so sorry. That's really rough. Alright. Cry if you need to. Was it recent? The breakup, I mean. Um, four months ago? Mm, so it's still quite fresh then, and raw. Did he treat you okay? She, Claire. Oh. Yes. And no. She was pretty decent about the actual breaking up with me. As decent as you can be, I guess. But we were supposed to be exclusive, and I found out later she'd been cheating on me for at least a year. With Rose, who became Claire's new girlfriend, three days after she broke up with me. So that was fun. That's horrible. And now she's moving into your old flat? Yep, with my old flatmates. It... It feels like they're choosing sides. 
betraying me. Replacing me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but they're not replacing you, you know. If they are your friends, they will stay your friends. Even if they are friends with Claire, too. I know. You're right. And you know, they say it takes at least a year to fully recover from a breakup, so maybe give yourself some time. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Maya. Any time. Hey, Maya. How come you ended up in Auckland? You're American, right? I am. Lived here since I was 15, so... Almost an honorary Kiwi at this point. <laughs> My parents moved here for work. My mom has relatives here. You gonna be alright? I will be. Good. And, hey, Jeff? Yeah? I'm glad you're our new flatmate. Also, I guess Tia and I can stop pretending we sleep in separate rooms now. Why? Oh, right. Yes, you can definitely do that. <laughs> Why would you pretend you weren't a couple? Homophobes. Oh, of course. Sorry. They're everywhere. And we really needed a new flatmate to make rent and soon. So we decided to keep it quiet so we could suss you out a little. Sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to flaunt my happy couplehood in the middle of your ex-crisis. That's okay. Gives me hope, I guess. <laughs> That there are happy couples out there? Okay. Good. I'm going to text Tia to let her know that we are officially outed. You sure you're going to be alright? Yes. Thanks. <laughs> Don't forget your milk. Thanks, Jess. Hi again, Kat. <laughs> I seem to keep recording conversations with people for you. I, um, I feel better now. And I feel petty. I know you and Sharon and Emma can be friends with Claire and me. It's just... She hurt me so much, and I guess I want her to be punished. And being denied your friendship would be a real punishment. Anyways, I'm rambling. As you could tell, I'm in the flat now, and, uh... I guess I just figured out why Maya and Tia were a little standoffish. <laughs> oh, Maya is so kind. This will be a good place to live. School is still a real challenge, both socially and uh, increasingly academically. There are so many books to read. <laughs> so many writing assignments. But at least I'm not bored. So, um, tell me what's up with you. Still on cloud nine? I miss you. And I love you. Sorry for being a petty grump. Sending oceans of hugs. Oh, Jess. I am so sorry. I forgot. 
I can't believe I forgot. I'm an idiot. Bad friend. Shit. I just feel horrible. I really tried to persuade Emma and Sheeran to pick someone else, but majority vote? I know Claire treated you like shit, and I won't be her friend. I promise. I will punish her with my non-friendship. So there. <laughs> and you are not a petty grump. You are right. I should have told you. I meant to. But then this thing with Jono happened, and everything else just flew out of my mind, I guess. <laughs> I broke the friendship code. Sorry, 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 sorry. Shit. Hang on. Smoking calms me down, you know? Jono doesn't like it. He says, sorry, never mind what he says. Your new flatmate seems really nice. I'm glad you moved in and that you have started to make yourself at home. I'm a little worried about your workload, though. Remember final production? drama school when it got to be too much and you were just frantic and then you kept having panic attacks. Do not let it go that far ever again. Please? Okay? Maybe I should recruit that nice flatmate of yours to keep an eye on you, huh? Don't think I won't. If there are no interesting people at uni, maybe you should go back and talk to that librarian. Hmm? She seemed nice. I miss you. I love you. And oceans of hugs. That's perfect. Right. That was pretty emotional. You know, I thought there would be only my mum and her friend on these files, but other people seem to creep in as well. I haven't decided yet if I like that or not. Um, I'll let you know. Anyway, I've got some emails, so I know at least four people are listening. <laughs> they were all about the same thing, which of the two friends is my mum? A very reasonable question, really, but I won't tell you. Sorry about that. I'm not using last names anywhere, and I want to respect my family's privacy. I guess there could come a time when something in the recordings reveals some details, but I will deal with that when that comes. So you can speculate all you like, but I will say nothing. I will just call them cat and Jess. However, I would still be interested to hear from you if you knew them around the year 2000, or maybe if you know anything about the people around them. 
you can also check out our website at y2kpod.com and we now have a website very exciting i'm olivia thank you for listening and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000 hey everyone i'm olivia and you are listening to the y2k podcast welcome to the year 2000 wait maybe i should move that phrase to the end of this century thingamagoob uh, yes, I'll try that. <clears throat> so, what's up at my end? I'm taking genetics this term, which is fascinating. I look at my parents, my grandparents, and at myself, and think about what's genes and what is learned behaviour. It's especially interesting for me, as I'm only biologically linked with some of my family, yet I feel I have many similarities with all of them. In class, we're mostly studying genetic variation and not really hereditary, though. Anyway, are you ready for this week's voicemails from the past? Last week, Jess was freaking out over her ex moving into her old room, and Kat apologised for not telling her. Alright, welcome to the year 2000. Hi Kat, thanks. And you don't need to withhold your friendship from Claire, even though I really appreciate the offer. You're going to be flatmates from uh, tomorrow, I think. So you need to get on. But, you know, you don't have to become best friends or anything, right? <laughs> Anyways, I miss you. Maya and Tia are great. And Tia lured me off to Pilates the other day, which was great. Right. Two greats in a row. They are great. I'm just not feeling so, um, great, I guess. <laughs> I drag myself to class and back and do the mountains of assignments. So far, uh, it's not really that exciting, but I think it will get really interesting down the line. But I don't have energy for much else. I thought I was mostly over Claire, but this has brought back all the old feelings again, and I, uh, I, uh, it hurts so much. I don't want her back, but how can it still hurt so much? How could I have trusted her, for that matter? How can I trust anyone? I can't even trust my own judgment. <sighs> it's um, becoming very clear to me that I wasn't ready for this. This uh, moving to another country and starting a really challenging degree. <laughs> that I was running away. No, that's not the only truth. I want to do this, and I want to immerse myself in creative writing. I want to learn all I can. I like acting a lot, but it never really felt like me, you know? But writing, I can imagine a whole world and make it come alive. I love that. Right. <laughs> it's 
sorry for being an emotional wreck. I will stick it out. I will make it work, somehow. And yes, I will take care of myself. As should you, my dear. And you can tell me all about Jono, you know? I want to know. Right. <laughs> I somehow feel better just talking to you. Oceans and oceans of hugs. Oh, Jess, I'm so sorry you are hurting so much. You know, maybe it would be a good idea to find a therapist just to sort through these feelings. I know you found it helpful before. And yes, I know, expensive and student budget and so on, but you cannot have less money than you did here. Auckland has to be less expensive than London, right? I mean, isn't everywhere? Well, except for places like New York, I guess. So no excuses. Maybe your housemates could help you with where to start looking, okay? At least think about it. And you asked about Jano. <laughs> well, since you asked, it's going very well. He challenges me, and I need that. He doesn't let me get away with anything, and I like it. You know, I tend to call all the shots in relationships. <laughs> yeah, not with him. And he comes up with all these fun things we can do. Like yesterday, he showed up at work. I was on the afternoon shift, so finished at 6, with tickets to the Globe that night. It was some obscure Shakespeare play that I'd never even heard of, but it was amazing to experience the globe properly. I hadn't been yet, as it's a little expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing that's a bit uncomfortable. He keeps treating me. He makes quite a lot of money at his day job. Turns out he's an IT something or other. <laughs> Who knew? Anyway, I, as you know, never have any money. I try to treat him sometimes when we're at less expensive places, but he never seems to realize how even those minor costs create huge holes in my budget. Okay, I know what you're going to say. Talk to him about it. And I kind of have, but maybe I should try again. Hang on. I haven't told you about our talk last week, have I? I, bravely, points for me, brought up the where are we heading conversation. And it went pretty well. We decided we are dating in the American sense, but not exclusively. Not that I can imagine being with someone else at this point. Nor do I understand how we would have time to date anyone, as we spend so much time together. So, there we are. Not quite a relationship, but not just sex either. He's been hurt in relationships before and wants to take it slow, which is fine by me. We are in, Kat, Emma, anyone there? Hello, Claire. <laughs> wow, 
That's a lot of stuff. Yeah, could you uh, give me a hand? Rose went downstairs to get the rest. Sure. Um, I, I just have something to finish up. Uh, I'll be right there. Ta. Sorry, Jess. I thought she wasn't moving in till tonight. It will be okay, you know? It's not like I'm here much anyway. I'm mostly at Jono's. So, take care of yourself. Breathe. Get a therapist. And no worries. All will be fine. Okay? Love you. Pat, come help me with this deck. Coming. Oceans, oceans of hugs. Hi again, Cat. That was weird. Actually, hearing Claire move in. Yikes. But also good in a way. It's done. I've heard it. It's happened. Right. Breathe. Oh, you're right. I'm going to talk to Maya and see if they know how to get hold of a therapist. And if not, maybe the Student Service Center could help. I, um, uh, I was pretty close to a panic attack yesterday, but managed to breathe through it like that therapist taught me finally here. Anyways, I'm glad that Jono makes you happy. Though uh, this whole dating non-exclusively thing seems a little, um, not you. You've always been a serial monogamist or a had casual flings where it's been all about the sex. This seems different, but uh, I guess it could be a good thing you're not committing, at least not yet, so you can keep being careful with your emotions. You are being careful, right? <laughs> Please be careful. I don't want you getting hurt, but I guess this could be a good way to have a bit of a trial period before deciding if you want to commit to him. Just make sure he's kind, right? If I learned one thing from the horrible breakup with Claire, it's that you need to be with someone who is kind and respects you. She tried to be kind, but wasn't very good at it. Also, she really didn't respect me. She didn't... i better get this. I think I was rambling anyway. Love you. Bye. Hi. Oh, I wonder who was calling Jess. Hopefully we'll find out next week. Anyway, I'm off to study my genetics notes. We've got a tutorial tomorrow. It's fascinating, but really, really complicated, and I need to make sure I've got a firm grasp of the basics. So, dear listeners, I would still like to hear from you if you knew my mum and her friend around the year 2000, or maybe if you know anything about their friends. 
please email me at y2kpod at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter or Instagram at y2kpod. My name's Olivia. Thank you so much for listening. And welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Hello listeners, this is Olivia and the Y2K podcast. I'm hungover. Yeah, wasn't going to tell you that, but I'm not very good at pretending. Anyway, I'm sure most of you can relate. I'm not that much of a party person, but yesterday after class, my friend Tabby dragged me to the pub and we were only gonna have one pint but we got talking and had another and another and all of a sudden it was like 6am and we'd been dancing and we're very very drunk (laughs) it's always like that when I hang out with her she's magic I guess (laughs) Ow! My head. Yeah, I know. Only myself to blame. And Tammy, actually. I blame her. (laughs) Ouch. I wouldn't be recording today, but I couldn't fit it in earlier in the week. And this is supposed to go out tomorrow, so I don't really have a choice. Not about to mess with the podcast release date, so you're stuck with this hangover wreck today, I'm afraid. And that told you I was out all night on a Wednesday. Yep, living the glamorous student life out here in Brum. Yeah, alright. Let's get this started so I can grab some painkillers and some more water. Last week, Kat wanted to talk to Jono about money. Claire moved in, and Jess got a mystery phone call. Let's hope they don't yell a lot today. (laughs) Welcome to the year 2000. Jess. Hello, my dear. I can't help wondering who called you. You don't usually stop recording for anything. Interfering librarians and nosy flatmates included. Fill me in on what's going on, okay? Oh, and did you ever meet that librarian again? She seemed nice. Also, I hope you're feeling better. Claire is all moved in and it's pretty strange having her living here, though she spends some time at Rose's as well, so at least she's not here all the time. And I'm at Jono's quite a lot, so that helps. Emma and Sheeran are acting like Claire's a nice, normal person, but I just can't. She was awful to you. Though I realize I do have to get on with her, so I'm trying to find that ice-cold-but-cordial mode. (laughs) Not easy. Sorry, uh, maybe you don't want to hear this. Let me know, okay, and I'll shut up about it. Hang on. 
Let's see, Jono and I are going to see some band called Queensryche. Queensrush? Queensrushy? Anyway, see them at uh, Brixton Academy on Sunday. You know, I'm always up for trying new things. But progressive metal? <laughs> yeah, I'm a little skeptical. Actually, a lot skeptical. <laughs> uh, Jonah says that the lead singer has a really powerful and emotional voice. <laughs> Whatever that means. But he thinks I will like it, so I'll give it a go. Christina Aguilera. Now there's a powerful and emotional voice. Uh, that should be fun. I'm fairly happy working at the pub. Lee's a pretty chill manager. And the people are friendly. They're not out to be my new best friends. You know, nice. Also, it's only moderately popular, so it's never too busy, even on Fridays and Saturdays. And I'm auditioning, of course, but it feels pretty hopeless. Rejections piling up and, well, it hurts. Especially the theater ones, where I know it's a long shot, but I still have to invest in the play and the character in order to audition. And for a moment, I feel as though the part is mine, and I start thinking about how wonderful it will be, and then, boom, I fall back into reality again. Maybe I should have become an engineer like my mother. <laughs> no, I would hate that. You know, something more sensible, where it was possible to get an actual job? Ah, what am I saying? I love acting. I want to act. I will act. I just need to convince someone to hire me. Easy peasy. Yeah, I was rejected for a Moliere mage today. Can you tell? <sighs> I'll be back to my optimistic self in a day or two. Okay, uh, I'm off to work now. Take care, my dear. And let me know what's up with you. Love you. Hi, Kat. You always know when something's off, don't you? I should have told you who called, but I froze. It was, uh, Mom. Yeah, I know. My estranged mother. You know I cut my parents off after I came out, and they, uh, well, didn't. Hardest damn thing I've ever done. And then London, and drama school, and you, and Claire, and... I felt like the world was the right way round again. What I never told you, 
I didn't know how, is that Mom reached out to me last year right before final production. She was civil, and uh, she's been calling me now and then ever since, chatting, steering clear of all the no-go zones, and I've uh, picked up her calls. I thought maybe we could, I don't know, be something to each other, have some sort of relationship again. I wanted to talk to you about it, but it felt so unreal and somehow so delicate, like the slightest draft would disintegrate it. I can't explain it any better than that. So I've talked to her about her gardening and her church friends and my studies, you know, safe things. And uh, it's been nerve-wracking and difficult, but also good. Good to be in some sort of touch again. But the other day, I happened to mention that things were a little tough at school. And she freaked out and started some weird rant about how I should have stayed in college and in Edmonton. I dropped out five years ago. I uh, let her rant on for a while, but then I made up some excuse and finished the call. Cat, I don't know what to do. Everything is hard work right now, and I can't handle this on top of everything else. I think I'll have to not pick up her calls, at least for a while. Oh, um, but you'd be proud of me. I found a therapist through the University Health Services. They were incredible. I have an appointment next week. I hope they're good. Let's see, what else is going on? Uh, Sunday is Waitangi Day here, like the New Zealand National Day. But apparently... It's also controversial, as many are protesting, celebrating a day, commemorating a treaty where the Maori people lost their land. Maya and Tia have some Maori friends, and they've invited me to join as they visit them for a hangi. I'm sure it will be delicious. And the Monday after that is a bank holiday, so I am abandoning my writing assignments and reading for the day, and we are heading for the beach I've spent surprisingly little time at the beach since coming here, and it's time to remedy that before fall comes and it's too cold. Anyways, have to go write an emotion through the description of a tree. <laughs> yeah, that makes no sense. I'd better go find a really good tree and uh, hug it. <laughs> good thing I like trees. Love you. Jess, I love that. An emotion through a tree? You have to email me what you come up with. I must read this. Are all your assignments like that? <laughs> Sounds about as cuckoo as drama school. <laughs> Amazing. 
I am having a great day. Jono and I slept in and had brunch at this wonderful cafe and then went to the London Aquarium. You know I love aquariums, but I've never been to this one as it's silly expensive. <laughs> yeah, guess who paid? <laughs> um, anyway, it was magical. Such beautiful blue light through the water and colorful fish and scary sharks swimming by and just so, so mesmerizing. Huh? Vocab word. Remember at drama school I was trying to expand my English vocabulary and you found those weekly vocab lists? And then you quizzed me every Friday afternoon at the pub. Thank you. Apparently, I learned something. Mesmerizing. Though I still don't think I've ever used bucolic or binomial in a sentence. But I know what they mean, and I know those were both in week B. Anyway, thank you for telling me about your mother. And I'm so sorry you are hurting. You really didn't need that on top of everything else. I'm crossing my fingers your new therapist is all right. <laughs> More than all right. Amazing. Okay? You don't need to pick up your mom's calls if they just stress you out. On the other hand, <laughs> I get that just her calling will stress you out regardless. Try to relax this weekend and have fun with Maya on White Tangy Day. I'll just have to admit that I never heard about it before. But I hope it's wonderful and that you have a lovely day at the beach on Monday. Okay, <laughs> looking out at the grey rain that is London and I wish I could teleport over and join you. I have to rush to work in the freezing sideways rain. <laughs> Love you, oceans. All right, I'm back. Headache is receding slightly, but now I'm nauseous. Oh, better wrap this up. So, Jess's mum is being horrible, and... Kurt's been looking at fish. I am never drinking again. Ever. Um, so email me if you know anything about anything. You can reach me at y2kpod at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter or Instagram at y2kpod. And that's the number two. Check out our website at y2kpod.com. Our exhilarating music is created and recorded by Jake Halls. Check out his podcast, Making Music with Jake Halls, to hear more. The link is in the episode description. My name's Olivia. Thanks for listening. And welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. <gasps> All right. I'm going to lie down somewhere. Ugh. 
listeners, this is Olivia with the Y2K podcast. I'm feeling much better this week, thanks for asking. We'll go easy on the beer for a while though. <laughs> so, next term, I am going on an exchange somewhere to study geology and paleontology at a university overseas and do lots of exciting fieldwork. Listening to these files makes me really want to go to New Zealand. Maybe it's that they've been talking about summer and beaches and... February is unusually dreary here this year, but maybe it's just that it sounds interesting, beautiful, challenging. Not that Jess has been very happy there so far. Anyway, we're supposed to hand in our preferences next week, and I might just put University of Auckland at the top of my list. We'll see what happens. Wherever I end up, I hope to continue with this podcast for as long as it's fun. And there seem to be files available for at least the whole year of 2000. What I'm trying to say is, I'll bring my mic and my laptop, and the podcast will continue, alright? So, last week, Jess's mum had been calling from Canada and ranting at her, and Kat was feeling pessimistic about her future as an actor, but had a great time at the aquarium. Let's dive into this week, shall we? Welcome to the year 2000. Cat, I wish you could have teleported over. I had the most incredible long weekend and somehow getting over Claire and mom being her awful self again feels a little further away. Still hurts like hell, but... Not quite bleeding anymore, you know? So we went to see Maya's and Tia's friends and had the most wonderful time. We had a really fun, relaxed night. And today we've been at the beach in Devonport along with every other city dweller. But it was fine. Uh, There were lots of people, but it somehow didn't feel very crowded. And we splashed and swam and lay around in the shade reading. I realized I hadn't read an actual novel, well, apart from those I read for school, since the flight over here. No wonder I'm not feeling myself. So uh, I picked up the Stephen King, the girl who loved Tom Gordon. And it was good. Not his best, but definitely not his worst. And King is perfect for a beach read. Completely immersive and thrilling, yet the scary bits are tempered by calming waves and gentle breeze and golden sand. It was so beautiful, Cat. I've decided to not pick up if Mom calls again. At least not for a while. I need to deal with everything else before I, maybe, deal with her. But today, at least, I feel ready. Yes, you there? In my room! Come on in, I'm just... Hey, Jess. We're making ratatouille. You want to join us? Hi. Oh, this is my friend. Rachel, right? And you're Jess. You know each other? Not really, we met... (laughs) (laughs) Jess came to the library a while back. I had to tell her off for being too loud. Well, I can start on dinner if you two want to... I don't know. Talk about books. Make a collage. (laughs) Sure, thanks. Can I... Sure. 
So it was this new market flat you were talking about. How did you find it? Oh, a newspaper listing. I've been really lucky. Maya and Tia are great. Have you known them, or Maya, long? A few years. Since Maya started working part-time at the library. Right. I'd forgotten they do that. I always just see them knitting enormous yarn with their arms or hand-tying fabric or stuff like that. And then all, then all of a sudden they've turned it into incredible art. Exactly. Don't know how they manage to do that every time, but their stuff is so cool. I don't know if you noticed the huge blue-green sparkly thing by the entrance of the library. Of course. That one's incredible. Plus, it has Maya all over it. Wow. So, what are you reading? Stephen King. Just finished it today. Any good? Pretty good. Not as best, but you know. Not as worst, either. How did you know I was going to say that? I've read a lot of Stephen King. Some of them are... Barely readable. <laughs> exactly. Haven't read this one, though. Can I borrow it? Yeah. I was just... Can you two stop flirting and come give me a hand? We weren't. Weren't we? Coming? Yeah. Oh, I, I just have to finish up my message to Kat. To my friend Kat in London. Where it's raining, probably. I'm rambling. You are. Kind of dadist. But I like it. Thanks for the book. I'll go help Maya. See you in the kitchen. Yeah. See you. Hey, Kat. That was Rachel. Again. She's... She's... Wow. Yeah. She just showed up in my room. Well, you heard that. And she's wonderful. Right. I have to go. Let me know what's up with you. Love you. Oceans of hugs. Hey, Jess. So glad you had a good weekend. I almost felt like I was there with you. And I can't believe Rachel is friends with Maya. So, flirting, huh? <laughs> I get that you have other things going on, but there was some definite chemistry there. Anyway, I keep asking you about uni and you keep not saying much. Apart from it's a lot. So how is it really? Assignments, professors, fellow students? Is it all day, every day lectures or seminars or, I don't know, feedback sessions or group assignments? Or is it more you completing a ton of writing assignments on your own? See, I have no clue. Also, you have to send me a picture of your room once you feel like you made it yours. What does your neighborhood look like? What do you see when you look out your window? <laughs> you know exactly what I'm looking at, after all. Same old wood green. <laughs> Jonah's on a business trip this week in Florida. Lucky bastard. I miss him.
so much. In such a short time, he's become really important to me. To the point where I don't like sleeping alone, and I put off going to bed so I don't have to. Last night, I got home from work at midnight and had this idea for new earrings, so I started bending wire and fiddling with beads, and then all of a sudden, it was four in the morning. Yeah, not good for my sleep. But it was so much fun, and I haven't had time to make anything for a while. Anyway, he needs to come home so I get more sleep. Not very romantic, perhaps. But I've always been more pragmatic. Jono's pretty damn romantic, though. He keeps hinting at something he's planning for Valentine's Day next week, but he won't tell me what. So that should be fun. What else? Um, Claire hasn't repainted your room yet. I think she likes the grey. You know, she... never mind. Also, I got my hair cut by some student at Tony and Guy, so it only cost five pounds, but I had very little say in what they did. So now I have trendy-ish asymmetrical hair. It's not what I would have chosen, but it's kind of cool. She wanted to dye the roots dark too, which I thought was a funny idea. Anyway, her instructor said no, and she just did highlights. Very relieved at that. You know how I hate when my hair grows out blonde under a darker color? It just looks like I'm bald. Yeah, saved by the bell, I guess. Uh, okay, I should finish this up. Uh, let me know what your therapy appointment was like. And take care of yourself. Okay? Love you. Bye. Hi, Kat. So, uh, I saw my therapist today. It was a guy, which was a little weird. I've only had female therapists before. But I decided to give him a chance and uh, told him about Claire and Mom and coming here and feeling out of place. All the stuff. And he was pretty good. I mean, there was a lot for him to take in all at once, and he made lots of notes, but he listened and uh, the responses he gave made sense, and I feel like I can talk to him, so yeah, pretty good overall. I'm seeing him again in three weeks. Things are better, but they're not great. I guess I haven't been talking about school because I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's pretty good, but I expected it to be incredible. So, uh, yeah. Anyways. We usually have lectures and or seminars every weekday morning. Most of them are interesting. Some are very, very boring. <laughs> we have this one professor who cannot structure the discussions, which means the few 
wackos in my discussion group completely take over and bring up their own specific hobby horses which have little or nothing to do with what we're actually supposed to be talking about. Drives me up the wall. He's a great lecturer and seems very nice, but he's so useless at structure. He gave us the emotion through a tree assignment, which was weird, but interesting. I will email it to you, I have to remember. And when half of us had handed it in, he told the other half they needn't bother, as one or two had objected to the assignment. So why give it out in the first place? <sighs> yeah, um, then in the afternoons we have feedback sessions in groups, and uh, also individually once a week, and time to read and write. It's actually... Better not be mom. Oh, it's Bri. I have to get this. I'll get back to you. So sorry to do this again. Hi, Bri. Oh, right. Who is Bri? Maybe we'll find out next week. I got an email from someone named Cassandra in Wellington, and she says she lived in Auckland 20 years ago and might have known Jess, but she's not sure. She says there were a lot of Jesses and Jessicas around the university at that time. She's going to follow the podcast to see if she picks up any other clues. Thank you, Cassandra. So please check out our website at y2kpod.com. You can go there for more info and, of course, to listen to episodes. We are also on Apple Podcasts, what used to be iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify and most other podcatchers. Isn't that a great word? Podcatcher? Like you stick it up in the air and it catches random podcasts for you. I learned that today listening to the Oz9 podcast. It is so funny. It's about a doomed spaceship, the Oz9, with a completely useless but hilarious crew. You should listen. They could make anyone laugh. Also, their AI is named Olivia, which is just a really great name. <laughs> so if anyone like Cassandra thinks you might have known Kat or Jess or their friends around the year 2000, I would be very interested to hear from you. I'm Olivia. Thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Hey everyone, Olivia here. After listening to today's voicemails, I feel like I need to put some kind of warning here. This episode contains descriptions of a suicide attempt, as well as descriptions of homophobia and transphobia. Please take care of yourself, and if you need to, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. Hello, my name is Olivia, and this is the Y2K Podcast. How are you today, listeners? I'm fine. A bit of a cold. It's pouring rain, so not much fun outdoors. So, yeah, February in Birmingham. A bit grey and dull, really. I hope you're somewhere nicer. I saw the other day that I have a listener in Singapore, which is just wild and great thank you so much for listening either way i'm sure it's warmer there but maybe it's monsoon season let me check blind me it rains more than here but yes warm and humid all right suddenly not so jealous of your weather listener in singapore but i bet singapore's brilliant in any weather all right 
let's get to the story, shall we? Last week, Jess had a great weekend and talked to someone named Bri, and Kat missed Jono and got a haircut. Today, I hope we find out who Bri is. Welcome to the year 2000. Hello, Jess. Happy Valentine's Day. In Swedish, it's All Hearts Day, which I love. Gets me thinking about all the people I love and not just one romantic partner. And so, of course, I want to check in with you. So, I haven't heard from you for four whole days? What's up? Anything going on with Bri and your family? Your mother bugging Bri this time? You okay? It's not like you were dancing around like Julie Andrews in the hills of Austria last I heard from you. So let me know, okay? <sighs> Let's see. Uh, I just auditioned for a toothpaste commercial. <laughs> I have no clue why. Yes, I do. It's paid work. And at least toothpaste is something I actually use. Remember that weird Viagra thing we auditioned for last year? So very happy neither of us got that one. What were we thinking? And it was everywhere. Still is, I think. And the girl who got it didn't want to go out for months. <laughs> or so her flatmates told me anyway. <laughs> Poor thing. Still haven't talked to Jono about the money thing. Everything else is good, and I don't want to rock the... Wait, what is that saying? Rock the cradle? No, bridge? Boat? No, it doesn't sound right. You know what I mean. But yeah, I'm falling for him. How could I not? He's smart and cute and fun and takes care of me and I like him. And he doesn't let me get away with stuff, you know? I need that. <laughs> Remember my wimp of an ex? Don't want to deal with that again. <laughs> Work is okay. I've gotten some afternoon shifts lately, which is much quieter. It's nice in a way. But also a little dull. I can't. You're here. Jono. Miss me? Yeah. But uh, I thought we were meeting at seven. I just missed you. And surprise. I have tickets to see the hives at six. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. Thank you. <laughs> That's great. Though I've never heard of them. <laughs> They're Swedish. I thought you'd know all about them. Really? <laughs> nope. Um, I was going to... Never mind. Oh, but I only got you this silly little thing. I should have... That's okay, sweetheart. You can buy dinner. Okay. Right. When do we have to leave? Half an hour. 
It's at the Astoria. Hold on. What did you do to your hair? Oh, yeah. I had a haircut. Tony and Guy, what do you think? I liked you with longer hair. And... It's lopsided? It's supposed to be asymmetrical. All right. <laughs> Never mind. It'll grow out. So, what should we do now? <laughs> well, oh, uh, I was in the middle of leaving a voicemail for Jess. Let me just finish up. All right, then. Hi, Jess. Hope everything's good in New Zealand. I'll just grab a magazine and wait for you. Okay. Um, hi again, Jess. Uh, so, that was Jono, <laughs> but you heard that. Uh, yeah, where was I? Oh, uh, update. I didn't get the Akeborn play. Did I even tell you I auditioned for it? They called me back, but I found out yesterday they'd cast someone else. It wasn't a huge part, but it was some pay, and I like Akeborn. Also, a small tour, which would have been fun. But I would have missed you, sweetheart. Yeah, but it was only a week. I think we could have managed a week. <laughs> I think that's it. Um, take care of yourself and uh, let me know what's up with Brian, everyone. Also, remember to email me that thing we talked about. Sounds like you're talking in code, sweetie. Just pretend I'm not here. Okay. Love you, Jess. Hope to hear from you soon. Bye. You tell your friends you love them? Yeah. Well, mainly Jess. We've been friends a long time. And I do love my friends. Why shouldn't I tell them? It sounds so... American. Jess is Canadian. I guess technically that's on the American continent. North American continent, the American continent. Anyway, you say that like it's bad. No. No, I... I guess not. You've never said it to me. And you never said it to me. I... I've told girls I've loved them before. And they've hurt me. So I suppose I'm careful with it now. Okay. And we're not there. I guess we're not. No. You're my sweetheart. Isn't that enough? Of course. We... we have to run. Are you ready? Okay, uh, just let me get my things. Let's be off.
Get a move on. Sorry. Bye, Jess. Hi, Kat. Sorry about the radio silence. And for hanging up on you twice. Ugh, sorry again. Bri was really upset and so far away. I was inches from calling the emergency services in Edmonton from the landline and get them to send an ambulance over. But in the end, I didn't. Just kept her talking. Down from the ledge, as it were. Literally. Bri had the sleeping pills on hand. Cat, it was so scary. Oh. My wonderful parents have done it again. To Bri this time. I am so fucking angry. Furious doesn't even begin to cover it. Brian and I have been emailing since I left. Neither of us can really afford the phone calls. But, you know, it's been occasional. We're both busy. And uh, she's graduating college this year. Or was supposed to. Okay, I'm stalling. <sighs> Bri finally came out to her parents as transgender. Which they should have figured out years ago, but... They are not exactly perceptive, and they took it, well, not at all, really. They closed off and asked Bride to leave and not come back. Perfect parents, right? God, I hate them. I hate my parents! So, Bri is coming here. I booked it. <laughs> Fuck. Her, a plane ticket on my credit card. Have to deal with that one later. And I'm going to meet her at the airport in a few hours. Bri's roommate helped pack and made sure she got on the plane. And <sighs> my and Tia have agreed to let her stay here for a while. They even cleared out their studies so Bri can stay there. They really are the best flatmates ever. Thank God for them. Or, uh, I don't believe in God. At least not my parents' awful patriarch with a big beard and even bigger prejudices. Ugh! Wish you were here, Cat. I need someone to hold my hand through all of this. Bri is in really bad shape and... I'm not sure we know each other that well anymore. Haven't seen her for over five years, and we've only talked on the phone like once a year. But I love Bri. And I will protect her and support her with everything I've got. So, that's my news. <sighs> and, uh, oh, 
School is tough still, but starting to get really interesting. Also, I've finally started making some acquaintances. We started some group assignments, and it seems everyone else in my group were as freaked out by the workload as I was and didn't really talk to anyone else either. Anyways... <laughs> that was an interesting conversation you and Jono had. How do you feel about that? The love thing? And, uh, sorry about the Eggborn play. You would have been great. <laughs> And they're silly not to see it. So there. Right. I'm gonna finish up here. Have to grab lunch before I get bry. I miss you. I love you. Oceans of hugs. Alright, so now we know who Bry is. I... I wonder if Bry turns up in the tape somewhere. Her voice, I mean. I suppose we'll find out. I think I'll finish this now and to find the ring and go running. I always feel better after a good run. It's not like I'm going to celebrate Valentine's Day. It's a silly, meaningless, capitalist construct. <laughs> also, there is zero romance in my life, and that's the way I like it. I have other things to occupy my time. So, listeners, check out our webpage at y2kpod.com. If you think you may have known Kat or Jess or their friends 20 years ago, I would be super interested to hear from you. My name's Olivia. Thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Olivia here again. So, another warning this week. My friend Tammy told me it's called a content warning or trigger warning. Makes sense. Anyway, this time for homophobia, transphobia, and verbal abuse. Please take care of yourself. And if you need to, don't be afraid to reach out and ask for help. My name is Olivia, and you are listening to the Y2K Podcast. How are you today, listeners? I do know there are a few of you now, which is exciting. Thank you, and thank you especially to those writing in. I will do an episode at some point where I try and answer some of your questions. So, tonight, I'm recording at the Uni Radio Station studio. A friend of mine convinced them to let me use it, and it is so much better than recording under a blanket in my room. Thanks, Tammy. And thank you, Burner FM. Though it's quite late, as it was the only time it wasn't in use, and it is a little spooky here in the basement. Uh, never mind. Uh, let's head into today's voicemails. There are a few more than usual today, though they are shorter. Last week, Jess talked Bry down from a ledge, and Kat got a Valentine's surprise from Jono. Once again, welcome to the year 2000. Oh Jess, just heard your latest. This is just a quick message before work. I am so, so sorry your parents are being such absolute jerks. Give Bri a big hug from me. I know we've never met, but I feel like I know her from all you've told me. And a big hug to you as well. Don't forget to take care of yourself in the middle of all this, okay? Uh, I'll record a proper message soon. Love you. Bye. Thanks, Kat. 
I love you. Everything is fairly stable now. Uh, Bri is here, the flight went well, and we've talked and talked and talked. Seems our parents never ever mentioned me to Bri, and when Bri said something, you know, a general comment like, so I heard Jess is playing Gertrude and Hamlet this semester, they just ignored it. Actual example, I don't get it. Must take so much energy for them. But I guess now they have no kids. I wonder what they'll say to their friends. <sighs> Anyways, doesn't matter. I'll get back to you soon with more. Love you. Hi Jess, so glad things are stable, and I get that you and Bri have a lot of talking to do. Five years of talking, right? But make sure you get sleep and food and that you get some time to yourself as well, please. I know it's not easy when Bri is having a crisis, but you won't be much help if you don't take care of yourself too, okay? And I know this is so easy to say and so much harder to do, but just do it. For Bri, if not for yourself, okay? Okay. And don't feel like you have to get back to me with a huge long message, or at all, for a while. Of course I want updates, and I'm always here to listen, but I don't want to add myself to your already mile-long to-do list. <laughs> Muddle metaphor. I know, but you know what I mean. All is okay here, so no worries. Okie dokie. Love you. Oceans of hugs. Cat, <laughs> I just talked to mom. It was... She... <laughs> I wouldn't have picked up, but I was asleep and confused. It's 4 a.m. here. She, uh... She yelled at me about... Bri, and somehow it was all my fault. I couldn't get a word in, so I just sat here. And then she said this was God's punishment on her for reaching out to me. And uh, that she told her friends at church today that... that... <laughs> that I was dead. <laughs> There's something wrong with her. I see that. But it hurts so much. I was going to hang up on her, but she beat me to it. 
and now <laughs> Bri's asleep of course and I don't know if I should tell her about this it's hard Bri is in such a fragile place yet she is so strong and so open and trusting despite all the garbage our parents have done yeah i'll tell her <laughs> enough secrets but first i'll try to sleep some more always a relief to talk to you my dear thank you for being there love you Good morning, Kat. TGI Saturday. I slept late and feel better. Got my coffee and chocolate croissant. Yes, a chocolate croissant is breakfast, Kat. More breakfasty than those stinky cheese sandwiches you eat. Anyways. Just wanted to leave a message that's a little more zen than the last... Um, Five or so, I will be okay, and uh, Bri will be okay. We will make our own family, and it will be wonderful. So there. If Bri gets up in the next hour or so, I'm going to suggest we go do something. We've been holed up talking since she arrived. We really needed to. But now I think it's time to get outdoors and grab some fresh air. Maybe a hike? Might be easier to tell Bri about Mom's latest horror surrounded by trees. I've heard there are some great trails around here. I'll ask my auntie. They're bound to know. So, what are you up to, Cat? I feel like my crises have overshadowed everything lately. Things good at work? Jono and you still happily dating non-exclusively? Any new auditions coming up? You know, when I'm a famous playwright, I'm going to write you the most incredible part, right? And we will make a smash hit West End show together. Yay! <laughs> I love you. Oceans of hugs. Oh, Jess, so happy you are feeling a little better. And I hope you and Bride do end up going hiking. Take lots of pictures. I'm sure it's beautiful. I always find it easier to talk about difficult stuff while walking. Remember all those walks we took around Wood Green when we were freaking out about final production last year? Don't know if I would have graduated without those. Would you believe I'm also having Saturday breakfast? Though it's about 13 hours later than yours. Time difference is strange. No stinky cheese today though. <laughs> Just had an egg sandwich. <laughs> Which can be a little stinky too, I suppose. And coffee. Always lots of coffee. I'm a Janos.
He's still asleep, so I'm borrowing his computer to send this. We're doing really well. He actually asked me to be his girlfriend last night. <sighs> We've been out with some friends of his. Uh, I was a little nervous, but they were nice. Anyway, just as we'd walk in the front door, he grabbed me and pushed me up against the wall in the hallway and kissed me. And then he looked into my eyes and just asked. No one's ever asked me to be their girlfriend before. It felt tender and sexy and serious all at the same time. I said yes, of course. <laughs> so uh, we are now officially a couple and I couldn't be happier. Lately I've been here almost every day and night, so I haven't really seen much of Claire or Sheeran and Emma for that matter. Maybe I'll stay at the flat tonight. I uh, have to do some laundry. I'm forever carrying underwear and t-shirts around and never get around to washing them. Anyway, uh, still haven't... Uh... Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning, my love. Told you I don't... I don't want to use that word. Love. I've used it before. Oh. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. I forgive you, sweetheart. Mm -hmm. Mm. Is there coffee? No, sorry. Um, you're not usually up this early. I, I can make... All right. You can't fit everything into that sweet head of yours. You focus on being gorgeous. I'll make coffee. <laughs> what were you up to, anyway? Reading all my emails? No, of course not. I... Choking! Can't you take a joke, sweetie? <laughs> mm. Uh, never mind. I was leaving a voicemail for Jess. Sorry, Jess. Um, I don't know what I was talking about. Take care of yourself uh, and a bride. Uh, I'll call again soon. I'm making pancakes. Come have some. Coming. Bye. I... I... All right. That was a lot. Yeah. Heavy stuff. It's... Funny, I get worried about what's going to happen next. But it was 20 years ago. It's already happened. And yet, I know so little about it. Which is why if you know anything about Jess, or Kat, or their friends during this time, I'd like to hear from you. If you like the Y2K podcast, please tell your friends to listen too. And if you have a minute, it would mean so much if you would rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It can help 
others find the show and just makes me happy. My name's Olivia, thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Hello everyone, welcome to the Y2K podcast. My name is Olivia and I will be your tour guide as we time travel 20 years back in time. (laughs) Alright, yeah, I am still working on that intro. I'm at the Burn FM studio again today, feeling a little less lost among all the tech in here. (sighs) Thanks again, Tammy. So, guess what I found yesterday? The website for the free online voicemail service that Kat and Jess were using 20 years ago. It looked completely ridiculous, but I did some googling, and apparently websites in the 90s and early noughties all looked like that. I guess no one ever bothered to take it down. Not sure if you could still record a voicemail on there, but their profiles were still searchable, which is a little creepy. I guess nothing really disappears after it's been online, like an old footprint. A fossil, if you like. Two friends left fossils 20 years ago, and now I'm digging them up, sorting them and sending them off in the world for all to uh, admire, enjoy, share, something. Alright, let's get to it. Last week, Jess's mother reached new lows of horrible, and the ladies had breakfast in different time zones, and Jono was odd about the word love again. Welcome to the year 2000. Hi Jess, I'm folding laundry. I keep putting laundry off because it's just so boring. Also, I'm hardly ever home. But now I'm down to wearing my workout gear, so today is laundry day! Yay! <laughs> I'm staying here tonight too. Jono has a work thing. We hardly ever stay here together because, duh, he has his own place with no sneaky flatmates. <laughs> Speaking of flatmates, um, I'm not sure if you want to know this, but I think Rose broke up with Claire. I don't know what it was about, but Claire seems to be in a really bad mood, and I haven't seen Rose over here in a while. I talked to Emma about it in the kitchen this morning, and she thinks so too. But we're both too chicken to ask. Anyway, uh, that's the laundry folded. I have another load in the machine, but that won't be done for a while yet. Hang on. I tried to talk to Jono about money last night, 
We'd been to dinner with his friends in Soho and had lovely Chinese food. And when we got the bill, John, I just said, let's just split it in six parts. Like it was no big deal. I had ordered one dish and had one beer because that was all I knew I had money for. The others, there were six of us, you got that. They had had multiple dishes and many pints each. And when I told Jono in a low voice so that the others wouldn't hear that I didn't have money for that and that I wanted to just pay for what I'd had, he said really loudly, well, at least you're gorgeous. Don't worry, it will be my treat. I felt about five millimeters tall. I didn't want to advertise my financial status to all his well-off friends with steady jobs and cars and apartments. It made me feel like a failure, this poor little out-of-work actor who gets by by bartending. So when we got home to his place, I mean, I brought it up, and he just doesn't seem to get it. He says, I can pay for other things, but the fact that he has money means we do much more expensive things. So even if he treats me a lot of the time, which is of course lovely of him, it doesn't mean I can always pay for the other expensive things that I wouldn't be doing if I wasn't with him, you know? Last week, I walked from his apartment in Chalk Farm to work in Finsbury Park almost every day to save on bus fare. Turns out, it's nearly an hour's walk each way, so it took a lot of time. I haven't told him this. I feel... I feel ashamed to not have money which is ridiculous. Why is it shameful? I guess I didn't feel quite as bad about it when we were students. Now I'm supposed to be an adult, a graduate who supports herself. Yeah, not going so well. Anyway, Jono and I argued for the first time, really. He just wouldn't see that I had a point, that my frustration was real. He kept trying to reassure me he would take care of me, and I kept trying to tell him that wasn't the point. We were yelling. You know me. I don't yell. It was freaky. We made up in the morning, but the issue is still there. I just don't know what Who to... the fuck is doing laundry at this hour? Uh, hey, Claire. Sorry. <laughs> Guilty. It's almost done. What the hell were you thinking? I was asleep. Well, it's almost noon, so... I was asleep. I 
get that? Are, are you okay? No, I'm not fucking okay. Okay. Jess, that was really unpleasant. I hate getting yelled at, and there was no reason. There's no rule about doing laundry in daytime. Well, you know all this. <laughs> I hate this. I start crying instead of getting angry. I better go take care of that laundry now. Anyway, confirmed. Claire is not in a good place. Wow. So, let me know all about your hike and how Bri is and how you are and everything else that's going on. Okay? Love you. Hey Kat, so sorry you got yelled at first by Jono and then by Claire. She seems a little uh, unhinged. <laughs> it's weird now that Bry's here and everything, I feel distanced from the pain of that breakup. Like the new pain of Bry and I basically being orphans ate up some of the old pain. Also with Bry here, I feel like I belong more, you know? Like, she's making this feel like home just by being here. It's a little too early to say for sure, but Bri's talking about possibly staying in Auckland, trying to get transferred to university here and finishing her degree. It won't be until the spring semester, though, which starts in August. <laughs> Very confusing. So uh, she'd have to get a job in the meantime. I hope she does stay. This past week has been so full of pain and misery, yet it's also been wonderful to connect with Bri again. We had the most incredible hike through unbelievable scenery. I took lots of pictures, so I'll have to get them double printed and send you some. And we talked and talked some more, and I told her about Mom, and it was awful. But Bri said she'd rather know than not. So we've decided not to pick up mom's calls, either of us. Or dad's, but he's not usually one for calling. <sighs> I had my second therapy appointment today with Antonio, which somehow seems a far too beautiful name for somebody as prosaic as a therapist. But I like him. He listens and thinks and lets me finish my rambling thoughts, and then he offers up a question or a comment that gets me thinking further. It's still early days, but I think it's helping. Let's see. School is getting more fun. Still breakneck-paced, but we're doing feedback sessions in groups, which is very useful, but also terrifying. One thing this degree is definitely teaching me is to not be so precious about my writing. I can't double and triple check everything before letting anyone read it. I just have to get writing and then pass it along for feedback. It's taking some getting used to, but it seems to also unlock me creatively somehow. 
I don't get in my own way as much, if you know what I mean. Yesterday I was... Jess, you there? Yeah. Hi, Rachel. <laughs> Hi, Sumaya invited me over for dinner again. You want to help us make dumplings? Um, sure. Uh, I'll check if Bri wants to join in as well. Cool. More the merrier, right? <laughs> I just have to finish this. You voicemailing your friend again? Yep. But I was just going to wrap it up, so... Okay. See you in a bit, then. Yeah. So, dumplings? <laughs> Never made those before. You would know. Is it hard? <laughs> you know, I'm a little lost when it comes to cooking. Or a lot lost. Anyways, I'm sure it will be fun. Take care of yourself, my dear. Any exciting auditions lined up? Love you. So, seems things are looking a little better at Jess's end. I'm concerned for Kat, though. All that yelling. Um, we'll see what happens, or what happened, really. It sort of feels like it's happening now. Is it just me, or do you feel that way too, listeners? Either way, did you know Kat or Jess or their friends around the year 2000? I would like to hear from you. My name's Olivia, thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. Good evening. Here is the nine o'clock news. <laughs> no, I'm just messing about. Oh, I couldn't stop myself once I started with good evening. Why did I even say that? <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm Olivia, being silly, and this is the Y2K podcast. <laughs> Tammy and I were winding each other up before we started recording, and I guess I just can't stop. Tammy's agreed to stay in the studio with me today, so... I don't have to feel creeped out all alone in this basement. Say hi, Tammy. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Of course, Tammy's only here to show you that I do have friends and am not a complete loner. All right. <laughs> Someone wrote in and said, I seem so lonely and I should find some nice chums. And someone else said I should get a boyfriend. <laughs> not happening. But yeah. I have nice chums, so don't worry about me. But I like being alone too. Nothing wrong with that. In fact, pretty damned healthy if you ask me. Anyway, last week Kat got yelled at and Jess was going to make dumplings with Rachel. Let's see what this week brings. Do you want to say it with me, Tammy? Okay. Welcome, Welcome to the, to the year, year 2000. 2000. Cat, everything okay? Just haven't heard from you in a little longer than usual. So, uh, I had a great time the other night with uh, Maya and Bri and Tia and uh, Rachel. It felt so right to make food together and eat it. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's what you usually do with food. <laughs> I guess what I mean is that it felt normal and home-like and comfortable. 
with everything that's been happening, I really need that. And I think Bri does too. I was a disaster at dumplings, though. It's fiddly, and you have to pleat them just so. Well, you probably know, oh, you of incredible cooking skills. Does Jono appreciate your cooking properly? He better. I miss it. <laughs> Anyways, I just couldn't get the pleats to stay pleated. Bri was a star, though, and Rachel was pretty good. Maya was a pro, of course, as was Tia when she got home from work. But then they make dumplings a lot. I ended up being in charge of making filling. I was pretty good at that. Mushrooms and kimchi and tofu. It was delicious. And we talked and laughed and I felt relaxed and happy. It was beautiful. And uh, it was wonderful to see Rachel again. I'll admit to you, but to no one else, that yes, of course I'm attracted to her. She's fantastic and so kind and smart and funny and, well, gorgeous too. There's a real spark, you know, and I get all babbling and silly because there's no oxygen to my brain. It's been a long time since anyone made me feel like this. But there is a but. I really can't deal with anything romantic right now. I am very slowly getting to grips with everything after crisis on top of crisis, and I'm not over Claire, and I'm still overwhelmed with school, and, and this is the most important reason. I want to focus on Bri. I want to make sure she is happy, well, as happy as possible anyways, and that there is room for us to talk and laugh and cook and build our connection again. When that feels more stable, if Rachel's still around and seems interested, then maybe we can try something. <laughs> I don't even know what people do anymore, and uh, even less what they do in New Zealand. I was in a relationship for almost three years that started off as a one-night stand. Hey, I have no clue. A date? Do people even go on dates? Never mind, not there yet. Not sure I'll ever get there. I uh, tried writing about my family. We had an assignment that was pretty unstructured and was just, write what you know. So uh, I tried describing my parents, you know, as objectively as I could. They have good qualities as well as bad, and I tried to bring them out, but uh, it's way too close. Just made me anxious. Then I tried writing my coming out story. Everyone has to write that at some point, right? And uh, I never have. But of course my parents play a huge part in that as well. So in the end, I wrote about you. <laughs> you don't mind, do you? I wrote about meeting you and 
us becoming friends and flatmates and spending Christmas in Sweden with you and your mom that year and how our friendship has always been about supporting each other. Nothing bad or incriminating, <laughs> promise. I can send it to you if you like. Anyways, I need to start on my next assignment where I have to make a phone book page somehow tell a story. <laughs> yep, same bananas professor, but it's usually fun once I get into it. Have to finish that this afternoon because, surprise, Brian and I are going ballroom dancing. <laughs> yeah, shocked me too. But they have drop-in dance classes and Bri was so excited when she saw it that I just went with it. It'll be a bonding sibling thing. Let me know what's up at your end. You feel very far away today somehow. Sending oceans of hugs. Love you. Jess, <laughs> I miss you. <laughs> Sorry for the radio silence. <laughs> I'm at Jono's. He's, um, we're <laughs> having a party, I guess. <laughs> Sharon and Emma are here and uh, loads of Jono's friends. I'm not sure they like each other very much. <laughs> I feel all wrong <laughs> I I'm wearing this dress Jono gave me and it's really nice but you know not very me it's black which is fine but it's short and poofy and in a shiny fabric which feels weird also, I suppose it shouldn't be a big deal, but Jono just told me that this dress that I'm wearing used to belong to his ex. I mean, I shop for secondhand clothes all the time and we've been shopping together at the vintage stalls in Camden Lock but I, I just assumed he bought me a vintage dress not that he'd found his ex's dress in his closet and decided to give it to me feels weird. Is it weird? Or am I just being oversensitive? John always says I'm too sensitive, that it's upsetting when I cry. He says tears feel manip manip man manipulative to him. Maybe he's right. I need a cigarette. It's, I, I just, it, 
I, I, I just, I feel like he's dressing me up as his ex, and in front of his friends, who might well have seen her in this dress, and I had no idea, and I, I've been jealous of her. He's talked about her quite a bit, and I've never been properly jealous before. I thought I wasn't the type. And damn it, the dress, the fucking dress is tied on me. And so whatever else she is, she is also thinner than me. Jess, sorry to offload all this on you. I'm drunk and tired and upset. And I've been trying to cut down on smoking, which isn't helping. There you are. Emma and I are leaving. W what? That... What is going on? That guy in there, Simon, I think, is being an ass. And your boyfriend is defending him. What? Are you coming? Uh, I, I should probably... Emma's already outside. I'm going now. Okay. I'll just tell Jono that I'm... Fine. We will wait for exactly five minutes. Jono? Jana, how's my princess? You look so hot tonight. Mm. <laughs> look, uh, I'm going home with Sharon and Emma. No, you can't leave. Mm. Mm. I have a strict policy against you leaving. <laughs> Let me get you a drink. Nice reference, sweetie. Uh, I... No. I, I think I should just go. We'll talk tomorrow, okay? Go. Have fun with your friends. But I want to have fun with my girlfriend. See you tomorrow, sweetheart. <laughs> Be right there, Kieran. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Hi, Jess. Sorry about last night. I was drunk and everything was messed up. <laughs> Turns out I also had PMS, which could explain some of the crying. 
Haven't talked to Jono yet today. I guess he's still asleep. But uh, Sheeran and Emma filled me in on the details on the bus home last night. Apparently this guy, Simon, um, a colleague of Jono's, that I haven't met before, um, was trying to chat Emma up all night. I guess I just didn't notice. At first she thought it was okay, he seemed nice enough, but it became more and more intrusive as he had more to drink. And when she said no, he didn't accept it and grabbed her and tried to kiss her. Emma, of course, started yelling at him and Sheeran supported her and a glass got smashed by mistake. Uh, at this point, Jono jumped in and uh, the way Emma and Sheeran tell it was angry with them for making a big deal out of nothing. Also for breaking the glass, which was some special bloody blood design thing. I, I have to get his side, of course. But either way, I hate that they didn't get along. They met before, of course, many times. But my friends had never met Jono's friends and... I was hoping it would go really well. Yeah, it didn't. <laughs> I miss you. I hope ballroom dancing was wonderful. <laughs> I know it makes your skin crawl to watch it, but uh, maybe it's different when you're actually doing it. I'll leave a more coherent message another time and uh, let you know how everything goes and respond to some of the other things you were telling me about. I love you. Hang on. Kat didn't seem hungover. That's not fair. She was pretty drunk the night before. <laughs> Maybe she actually drank some water and didn't stay out all night. True. Seems she left sort of valley-ish. Alright. I feel better now. But that guy Simon? And Jono standing up for him? That is just revolting. I, I can't believe Kat's so so calm about it. I mean, yeah, she has to hear his side of the story and everything, but her, the, the fact that her friend's been sexually assaulted by a boyfriend's mate is a really big deal. I guess it was a different time back then. You have to come closer, Tammy. I can barely hear you. What was that? I said it was a different time. I suppose it was. Long before hashtag me too and everything that followed, but still, something isn't quite right here. We will see what happens. Tammy's helped me to a pre-recorded outro thing with all the context stuff, so I will play that now. Saves me from recording the same thing every episode. Talk to you next week. Bye for now. Bye!
Hello there, this is Olivia and the Y2K podcast. I'm back at the student radio station again. Tammy's convinced them to let me record here for at least the rest of the semester. And I've convinced Tammy to come back and do the podcast with me sometimes. It's good to have company every now and then. We had a really exciting field trip today. Lots of fresh air and sunshine and rocks, of course. So now I'm tired in that happy way, you know? I'm going to record this and then write a paper and then curl up and sleep. Ah. So last week, Jess admitted to being attracted to Rachel, but decided to do nothing about it. And Johnny gave Kat his ex's dress and also defended his horrible friend. Quite a week. Let's see what we find out today. Welcome to the year 2000. Hi Jess. Had to re-listen to your last message as I wasn't very focused the first time around. (laughs) Of course I already knew you were attracted to Rachel. Wicked obvious. (laughs) But... I get why you're not acting on it. And I get that what you need is time with Bri to establish some kind of normal again, I guess. And of course you can write about me and about our friendship. And I'd love to read it. But I'll probably cry. (laughs) Though I'm trying to stop this whole bursting into tears all the time stuff pretty childish, really, to cry all the time. Also, (laughs) I'm trying to give up smoking, but it's hard. So hard. (laughs) In fact... third one today. I'll get there. But it's just so good. Jono was very unhappy that I left his party Saturday. And I was really upset at how his friend Simon treated Emma. Jono says he didn't see any of that. He just heard Sheeran and Emma yelling at Simon and one of his fancy design glasses breaking. He says of course he defended his friend against two people yelling and throwing glasses around. (laughs) And I get that. I would defend you against any attack, no matter what you've done. (laughs) But I would also ask you about it and try to figure out what happened. And if I thought you'd done something wrong, I'd try to talk to you about it. That's the bit that Jono's not doing. And not intending to do either. He says blokes don't talk about that kind of stuff. And Okay, fine. That's his experience. But... I know plenty of men that do talk about all sorts of things to each other. 
So, yeah, some of them are gay, and some of them are Swedish, and some of them are gay and Swedish, but, but the point is, it shouldn't matter. Ugh, cold. It's supposed to be spring, but today's been freezing. Well, not actually freezing, but cold like... Never mind, you get the point. So, Jono and I argued over the whole party thing. He was disappointed I left and said he felt that I chose Emma and Sheeran over him. And I did. Because they're my friends, and one of them had just been treated appallingly. But that hurts him, because he feels rejected. He wants us to be everything to each other. And that's lovely. I told him we only just gotten together. We can't be everything to each other yet. I have a history with my friends, with my family. Well, my mother, anyway. Of love and support and stuff we've shared that makes them you. My rock. Rocks? foundation. He can't be that for me after a month. And I can't be that for him. I think he got it, but I'm not sure. It's all jumbled in my head now. We made up, of course. But I don't think I'll get Sheeran and Emma to join me at one of Jonas' parties anytime soon. I just wish... my mother. Um, I'll call her back. She's worried about me. About this whole no proper job thing. And she's got the wrong idea about Jono. I called her when I was upset about something and now she can't see the big picture. I know it's her job to worry about me. <sighs> I just wish she'd let me vent a little without it becoming this huge thing, you know? Anyway, let me know what's up with you. Love you. Hey, Kat. Wow. Lots happening at your end. So, um... I'm kind of in your mom's corner here. I'm concerned about you with Jono. Giving you his ex's dress is weird. Not telling you about it is even weirder. The money thing is also troubling. <sighs> he seems to be, I don't know, trying to uh, control everything. Maybe he's insecure and needs reassurance from you. I don't know. Every relationship has its ups and downs, but it seems you two have had more downs lately, and uh, for such a new relationship, that's concerning. Also, if his friend is being an asshole, he needs to acknowledge that. There must have been more people in the room who can corroborate Emma's story, right? 
So it's not a he said, she said type of thing. Ugh. I really wish I was there. I wish we could have this conversation in person. I'm not trying to rain on your parade, my dear. I know Jono means so much to you. I want to make sure he's kind to you, all right? So, uh, my news. <laughs> Ballroom dancing was actually surprisingly fun. I think Kiwis are generally a pretty relaxed bunch, and the dance people were so nice and welcoming, and it didn't feel so stiff, you know? Watching Come Dancing on TV, it looks like they have rods up their butts, you know? And these people weren't anything like that. Turns out, there were like a gazillion styles of ballroom. We started with a rumba, and as expected, Bri was incredible, and I barely got by. But we had fun, and believe it or not, we're going again next week. Who knows? Maybe when we meet next, I will be a fully-fledged ballroom dancer in sequins and ruffles and glitter. Oh my. <laughs> or, um, uh, maybe not. Also, they offered Bri a part-time job manning their front desk a few nights a week, which is wonderful. Manning? Ugh. All these silly, gendered words. Womaning. Next week is Bryce's birthday, so I'm going to try and organize a dinner for her. We don't really know enough people for a party, but that's all right. <laughs> and I got her this beautiful scarf that I'm sure she will love. Hey, I just realized we won't spend our birthday together this year. That sucks. Maybe we can do a phone call or something? If we can deal with the cost. And the time difference. Let's pencil it in. August 27, birthday phone call with Kat and Jess. All right? And hey, I'll be 26 and you'll be 24, so together we'll be 50. Yikes! If we were both in London, we'd have a huge party, right? Ah, uh, maybe not. <laughs> Anyways, take care of yourself, my dear. You're the only cat I've got, you know. And you are definitely one of my very favorite rocks. <laughs> Oceans of hugs. I agree. Chano is doing some really odd things. Doesn't seem like Kat is realizing quite how odd. It's worrying, though. Uh, of course, it's already happened. Yeah. It is funny they have the same birthday. I remember. Right. Also, as a geology student, it's funny to me how they seem to think rocks are universally hard and solid. Ever heard of sedimentary rocks? Like limestone? <laughs> I'm gonna write my geology paper. Yeah. And then sleep. Hard like an igneous rock. <laughs> Until next week, brilliant listeners, good night. Hey there, I'm Olivia, and this is the Y2K podcast. I'm a little low today. Everyone is worried about the coronavirus, and while Birmingham hasn't been hit that hard, 
it really feels like we're living in scary times. Also, talked to my mum earlier and meant to tell her about the podcast. But there's so much else going on that I didn't get that far. She asked if I was coming home for Easter, and I'm like, why? I didn't last year. And it's not like travelling is encouraged right now. Also, we've never celebrated Easter except for eating lots of chocolate. (laughs) We're non-religious chocoholics. And I can eat chocolates here without getting on a plane. I'm planning on maybe a hike and then hauling up with a good novel. All I ever read these days is for uni. And then lots of those celebratory chocolates. And no interfering parents. Anyway. So, last week, Jono wanted to be Cat's Rock. Cat ignored her mum's phone call, and Jess expressed some doubts about Jono. Let's see what they're up to today. Welcome to the year 2000. Hey, Cat. Listen, I hope you're not upset that I brought up some concerns about you and Jono in my last message. I just want you to be happy. And uh, if Jono makes you happy, that is wonderful, right? And uh, you can vent all you like with me, and I won't lose sight of the big picture. Promise. Pinky swear. Yesterday, Rachel was here again, and I swear I cannot think straight when she's around. Whoosh! Despite this, we managed to have the most incredible meandering conversations. Yeah. Anyways, I'm busy prepping for Bri's birthday, probably overdoing it to a ridiculous degree because... I want it to be the best birthday ever. (laughs) Yes, I'm overcompensating, but I think I'm allowed. I want Bri to feel like she has a family and a home here. I've booked this private dining room at the pub on the corner and lots of pub food. It'll be us, Maya and Tia and Rachel and uh, a couple of other people they know and some of the ballroom dancing people. We've only been twice, and Bri doesn't start working there until next week, but they are so nice, and so I invited them on impulse. Bri doesn't know. I was thinking of inviting some people from university as well, but Bri hasn't met them, so I guess that would be weird. But yes, I do have some people from school who are, well, maybe not friends, but hopefully getting there. I talk mostly to Helena, who is a little quiet, but so funny and silly and writes the most achingly beautiful poetry. And uh, to Gavin, who raced through undergrad, so is younger than everyone else and has this wonderfully sarcastic sense of fun and is probably the only person in our whole year who will succeed as an actual fiction writer. Anyways... Maybe I should invite them too, so it doesn't feel like a sad, tiny celebration. Ugh, I just want it to be good. (sighs) Right. Breathing. (laughs) Crap. (sighs) 
I need to calm down about this. <sighs> Seeing my therapist tomorrow, maybe he will help. <sighs> I bought cute decorations today. Happy 21st. <laughs> Balloons and stuff, you know. Oh, remember your 21st? Also my 23rd. <laughs> We didn't want to deal with people, so we had a flatmate get-together. You, me, Sharon, and Lee. Yeah, that was fun. And this will be fun, too. <sighs> Take care, my dear. I love you. Hi, Jess. Okay. Sounds like you are getting a little too stressed out by this party planning. I'm sure Bri will love it. And you don't need to invite more people or make it huge. Sounds like you have all the ingredients needed for a great night. Food, friends, and silly decorations. So try to chill a little on this one, okay? Also, it's okay. It was hard to hear you say you were concerned about me and Jana, but I can't blame you, really. I, I think I only give you one side of the story. Jono and I have our issues like everyone else, but there are so many good things going on, too. <laughs> like yesterday, I found out I got this TV ad for, <laughs> you won't believe this, for Ikea <laughs> and he was so happy for me and bought me the biggest bouquet of flowers I have ever seen <laughs> I'm looking at it right now and it takes up half of my room <sighs> it feels a little silly somehow to be in an advert for a Swedish brand but that's why I got it, so not complaining. And, you know, we have so much fun together. He makes me laugh and think and feel special and brings me to all these amazing events and shows and everything. It's like he's showing me a whole new London that I never knew before. It's amazing. <laughs> Also, we talked some stuff out last week and, well, cleared the air, I guess. Wait, talk out, clear up, have out, you know what I mean. I think he's grasping the money issue better from my perspective and he agrees that his friend Simon behaved badly towards Emma though he only relented on that point when his other friend told him what they'd seen. On the other hand, I can't blame him for being loyal to his friends. I am too, and I really value that. So, back to my TV ad. I'll be a woman who is incredibly good at assembling Billy bookshelves, and who just churns them out and builds a whole library while her husband does the dishes. Yes, typecasting. As you know, I am incredibly good at assembling IKEA furniture. 
though I didn't get a chance to show that in the audition. <laughs> we'll be filming it in a studio in Hampstead in a few weeks and I can't wait. Also, it pays real money, which is such a relief. <laughs> Won't help in the long run, but it's very nice, right? Hello, sweetheart. <laughs> John, how? Mm. I thought you were still at work. I left early to see you, sweetie. I booked a table at Peter Terre tonight to celebrate your TV at. Wow. Okay, that's... <sighs> that's lovely, but... I have plans with the flatmates tonight. Really? Yeah, uh, it's quiz night at the pub around the corner, and we used to go all the time, but I haven't been in ages. So we decided to go tonight. I guess I forgot to tell you. Sorry about that. But I made reservations. And I'm sure we talked about doing something tonight. Did we? I don't remember that. We did. Yesterday. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I must have gotten mixed up. All right. Um, I'll cancel the quiz night. Good. Mm. Right. Uh, so when's the reservation? <laughs> and what on earth should I wear? Anything you like, sweetie. A sexy dress, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, do I have time for a shower? Not really. We need to leave in about 20 minutes. Okay. Um, maybe this one? Or maybe the one you wore at the party. No, I can't wear that. It, it hasn't been washed. This one will have to do. Let me help you with that. Wow. You look gorgeous in everything, sweetheart. Mm. Thank you, da sweetie. <laughs> okay. Oh, hang on. <laughs> I think I'm still recording for Jess. <laughs> Sorry, Jess. Uh, I think I was pretty much done. Um, have a great week. Talk to you soon. Oceans of hugs. Oceans? <laughs> Oceans? <laughs> Sorry, that, that sounded funny. An Ikea ad? That's not bad. I wonder if I could find it on YouTube. Probably not. Oh, it's too old. Also, I want to tell Jazz to relax a little. In a way, it's like they're characters to me at this point. Even though I know they were actual people, and of course still are actual people now, 20 years later. This world of theirs at this time, it's all very different from the people I know today. We're more the same age, and they seem much easier to relate to. I suppose I always thought of my parents as not old, but static, like I'm the kid, so I'm doing all the growing and changing 
and they're all done with that. But lately they are changing things and changing as people and doing things they never used to do and well it freaks me out they're supposed to be stable damn it i know that's not fair or reasonable <laughs> but maybe listening to all these voicemails and hearing my mum as a younger, less sure and unformed version of herself is helping me understand her a little better now as well. That's the idea anyway. Alright, enough rambling for today. Take care of yourselves, listeners. Stay safe and healthy in this scary world. Talk to you next week. Here comes the outro. Bye. everyone, Olivia here with the Y2K podcast. Spring is here at last. Today has been a glorious sunny day and it is finally starting to smell properly like spring. I've been out running and feel all energised and happy. Though we were supposed to have a field trip today and of course that didn't happen as all my courses have moved online now. So, I've got some listener emails. Thank you so much. One person who wanted to be anonymous asked about, well, they basically asked, what was I thinking putting these voicemails out into the world like this? If I thought about what I'm doing releasing these very personal stories into the world. And I think that's absolutely valid. I'm not really being fair on my mum and her friend doing this. Not to mention all the other people involved. Not that I knew there would be anyone but Kat and Jess on those tapes. That was uh, definitely a surprise. Another surprise was how emotional and personal and dramatic and raw things are on the voicemails. I suppose I thought they'd be more like regular voicemails, you know? More like short check-ins and mundane descriptions of everyday life. When I started, I was... I was angry at my parents. Disappointed. And upset. And there was so much about this time that I didn't know. I thought I would play some chit-chatty messages and hopefully get a few people to listen and maybe find someone who knew more about what was going on with my parents in 2000, who could answer some of the questions I have that I don't know how to ask my parents. I definitely didn't expect all this. And now I don't feel like I can stop. I've got some leads. And I feel like this podcast and you, wonderful listeners, could lead me to some of the answers I want. So, I'll go on. But, yes. Uh, I will tell my mum 
and her friend. I just have to find a good time to do it. Right. Last week, Jess went overboard party planning for Bry, and Kat got a surprise fancy dinner. Welcome to the year 2000. Oh, Kat. Last night was bad. Fuck. Bri got visibly stressed out by the random group of people, and it was such a weird dynamic of cliques who didn't know each other. Also, it turns out the ballroom dancing people don't drink, which is fine in every way, except it made Bri feel that she shouldn't drink either. And that made me feel like I shouldn't drink, and the two people in that room who would have actually benefited most from a beer or two to de-stress didn't have any, which made it worse. I wanted it to be fun and relaxed and for Bri to feel appreciated, but I ended up getting completely worked up about every little detail, and I, um, I yelled at the bar staff about the beer mats being the wrong color. I know, it sounds ridiculous. <laughs> like a bridezilla. <laughs> Crap. <sighs> you were right, as always, when you said to tone it down a little. But I was so caught up in everything that I couldn't stop. I knew deep down that I was overdoing everything, but... It just snowballed. <sighs> I guess it turned out more or less all right after a while, anyway. Maya got bright talking about horror movies, and that of course led to the Blair Witch Project, and Bri has lots to say on that. Turns out Gavin also loves horror, so he could join in. Rachel, being wonderful as always, distracted me with, well, herself, but also food and sympathy. And uh, everyone else got over being incredibly awkward and settled on being only medium awkward with each other. Oh, I think the food was alright, though I hardly tasted any of it. People left semi-early, but who could blame them? Ugh. I tried to talk to Bri after the party to explain, but she avoided me and went straight to bed. And I get it. <sighs> At least I have no physical hangover today. Just an emotional one. Oh, Kat, I'm a wreck. I spent so much energy on getting everything done in school and trying to take care of Bri that I... I... There's nothing left. I feel empty and so very tired. Like I could sleep for a week. But then when I do try to sleep, I can't relax. I just lay there and all the thoughts and doubts I haven't made time for during the day pop up and demand attention. And it's like every single thing is of equal and enormous significance. Like 
The fact that I said a slightly weird thing about bunnies to Helena last night looms just as large as the fact that I gave Bri a crap birthday party. Oh, along with 30 other things. It's so noisy in here. I don't know how to deal with it. Cat, I'm just... Yes? Can I come in? Right, yes, of course. Hey, Sib. Hi. I'm so sorry about last night, Bri. Oh, come here. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Really? Well... <laughs> I yelled at the bar staff. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was, um, pretty stressed. I know. Everyone tried to tell me not to make too big a thing out of this party. That I was overcompensating, and I knew they were right. I just couldn't stop myself. Gavin's cool. He's got the entire Nightmare on Elm Street movie collection on VHS. <laughs> I didn't know that. See? I wouldn't have known that if you hadn't invited him. Right. <laughs> Friends again? Always. Brunch? Yes. I just have to finish up this message for Kat. Oh, cool. Love you, Bri. Love you, Seb. Oh, Kat. <laughs> so, that was Bri. And she's not mad at me. <laughs> I feel better now, but still tired. Yeah, have to figure out how to deal with that. My therapist suggested antidepressants last time. He said they can even out the highs and the lows, and I'm sure they can, but it feels weird, you know? If I start altering my body chemistry, who knows what will happen? Like when that doctor put me on birth control pills to regulate my period, and all they did was make my period pain worse and my sex drive plummet to zero. I don't usually respond well to medication that does anything more than relieve pain. Brunch is almost ready. Thanks, Maya. Oh, <laughs> that smells wonderful. Bri is making French toast. Oh, wow. You all right? Yes. Very all right. Right. See you in the kitchen. Cat, I should finish up so I don't get interrupted again. <laughs> and so I can go have brunch. Dad used to make French toast sometimes on Sundays when we were kids. It was a special treat. <laughs> And it feels right that Bri's making it now. Let me know what's up with you, Kat. Did you have a good time at the fancy restaurant? Also, don't forget to book another quiz night with the flatmates. You need to keep up the tradition, especially now I'm not there to remind you. Love you. Jess! <laughs> Ah, it was great to finally hear Bry's voice. 
Next time you have to make her say hi, okay? And I'm sure the party wasn't quite as bad as you thought it was. Even if it was, people won't mind too much. It's huge for you and made huger by the fact that you are depressed and not sleeping. But for most people, a so-so party is just something that happens that they don't think twice about. Okay? Notice how I slipped in the word depression? Because I think that's probably what's going on. Don't you? And <laughs> I know about depression. Remember? My mother's been on antidepressants more or less her whole life. So if your therapist says you should consider medication, you should consider medication. And they're not the same type of medication as birth control pills, so I'm not buying that excuse. Also, there are lots of different types, and your doctor can help you find the right one for you. <laughs> Lecture over. I just don't want you to dismiss something that has a very good chance of making you feel better. Okie dokie. <laughs> okay, so now that I'm done lecturing you, we can move on to my amazing news. Jono and I are moving in together. Well, technically I'm moving in with him, but who cares about technically? I am very excited. I never lived with a boyfriend before. Well, you know that. <laughs> we got talking about it and I'm over there practically all the time anyway and he suggested I simply not leave. <laughs> He's very generously offered to let me pay the same rent I'm paying now, even though his flat is of course much more expensive. Our flat soon. I'm so happy. This whole lugging stuff around in my handbag is getting really old. Plus, I never have what I need when I need it. It's always at the other place. So, I talked to Sharon today and handed in my four-week notice. But I'm moving tomorrow. I have to pack all my stuff and figure out where it all goes at Jono's place. Our place. I have to get used to saying that. I'm so excited. Oh, he needs to give up some closet space and bookshelves. And there is no bathroom cabinet, so not sure what to do. We have to go to Ikea. We can be one of those couples that go to Ikea. Though we won't argue like those couples. We'll just buy great cheap stuff and have meatballs for lunch. <laughs> It'll be like introducing Jono to a piece of Swedish culture. Well, I'm sure he's been to Ikea, but not with an actual Swedish person. And I can buy salty licorice. Yay! He probably hasn't had it before. Remember when you tried it? You were very brave, but I know it's definitely not your thing. <sighs> okay, uh, I have to go start packing. I hope you can breathe a little, you know? Seems like it's been one thing after another for you. 
Take some you time, okay? And remember, you are amazing and can do anything. Just breathe. Love you. <laughs> I actually like salty licorice. Probably one of the very few people at this uni who does. I'm glad Jess ended up being open to antidepressants. Her attitude seems very foreign to me, but I guess times have changed. Also, my parents have always been such advocates of medication for various ailments, including depression and vaccines and... Yeah, sometimes it's good that times change, right? So, you've heard me talk about our Patreon in the outros. It's where you can support the show through monthly donations, and we try to come up with fun things to share with you to say thank you. We've recorded the first Patreon-exclusive episode, Tammy and me. <laughs> I have no control over it, really. Tammy runs the whole thing, which is perfect. All I have to do is just show up and talk. We had a lot of fun and our wonderful Patreon supporters can hear the first Tammy's Takeover in about a week. Excited to hear what you think. That's all for today. Stay safe out there. Happy Easter to those who celebrate and happy April to everyone. This is Olivia and the Y2K podcast and I am heading towards some glorious days off from uni where I will enjoy fresh air and read some novels. I've got the latest Holly Black in January, but haven't read it yet, so that's top of my list. And hopefully a hike or two. I can't wait. On to the voicemails. Last week, Jess calmed down a little, and Kat decided to move in with... Jono. Anyway, welcome to the year 2000. Cat, wow, moving in with Jono. Congratulations. Uh, I guess you're already moved in by now. That's quick. But yeah, great. Ugh, I'm sorry. Don't mean to sound so fake. I'm happy that you're so happy. And I hope you had fun at Ikea, scoping out the place before shooting the big commercial, huh? Anyways, I'm a little worried you're moving so fast. <laughs> moving! I'm hilarious! <laughs> but I'm happy as long as you're happy. And I'm glad you're getting some new stuff. You have to make it yours, you know? Not only when it comes to getting space in the closet and the bathroom cabinet. Make it yours with some catness. Some pillows and books and flowers and... Silly posters, all those little details that claim a space and make it yours. <laughs> um, Rachel was here again today. She helped Maya carry stacks and stacks of damaged books from the library. Their basement got flooded, so they had to discard loads. It's, uh, it's sad when books get destroyed, but I love that Maya is making them into art. Anyways... What I wanted to get to is that Rachel still makes me all dizzy and flushed. It's not going away. If anything, it is stronger. I, um... Uh, 
I might have to do something about that. <sighs> also, I'm slowly calming down after the birthday party mess. Bri is so great. Once I stop stressing about everything, I see that she doesn't actually need me to tie myself in knots wanting to magically make everything perfect for her. She's alright just being here and talking and finding small ways to heal. And it is such a relief. <sighs> Why do I do this? Why do I always feel like I have to fix everything? <sighs> Sometimes I'm exhausted with myself, you know? <sighs> Alright. I will be open to medication. It's just... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Going to stop making excuses. At least for now. I'm going to make myself a cup of Earl Green and get going on the reading for tomorrow. Let me know how everything is. I hope you are in newly cohabitating bliss. Hey, wasn't there some cool Swedish word for cohabiting? S -s Simba or something? <laughs> yeah, so even I can tell that's wrong, but I hope you're a happy Simba anyways. <laughs> I love you. Hi, Kat. It's Shiren. You're not answering your phone or my text, so I guess I'll give this odd voicemail thing a go. I just wanted to see if everything's alright. You moved out so quickly and I've hardly had time to talk to you. So, I hope Jono... I hope Jono's being nice. Alright? That's all. And we're off to quiz night next week. Join us. Oh, and uh, your mum called the flat. I suppose she didn't know you moved. I told her. I hope that was all right. I mean, she would have called again and again. Right. Bye. Hey, Jess. Thanks for the well-wishing. Not quite in bliss, but a happy Simba all the same. I always fancied myself a lion, or even better, a lion king. <laughs> it's Sambu, actually, so you weren't too far off. Literally means co-live. <laughs> I went to Ikea on my own. In the end, Jono had to work, which is fine. I got some closet organizers and a lampshade and some plants and, you know, some random stuff like a whisk and some oven mitts. Then I hauled it all back on the bus, which took forever. But I was pretty happy when I got back. And I got some salty licorice, of course. Licorice. <laughs> Jono bravely tried it but spit it out even faster than you did. It was pretty funny. So uh, I've been decorating a little and got all my clothes up. Most of my books are still in a box. 
There's not really any room for them yet. We'll have to drag John out to Ikea so we can buy and haul home a bookshelf. But I do have a pile of books on my side of the bed, which is nice. And yes, keep an open mind about medication. When is your next therapy appointment? I'm off to work in a minute. Uh, promise to leave a longer message next time. Love you. Hey, Jessica, surprise, it's me, Claire, in case you've forgotten my voice. Yeah, Kat showed me how this thing works a few weeks ago and I figured it's a nice cheap way to get a message through. Straight to the point, Kat's being really strange. She moved in with that creepo boyfriend of hers last week and honestly it's not making much of a difference here since she was hardly ever around, but she just grabbed her stuff and left when we were all out. And her room is still a mess of discarded shit. Also, Kat's mum called yesterday and didn't even know she'd moved. We think something's off. We had a kitchen palaver about it and I was nominated to message you. Tried to tell them you'd probably prefer to hear from anyone but me, but they insisted, so here I am, reporting for duty. Ma'am, yes ma'am. <sighs> Kat's not been herself for weeks. Not sure what you can do from the land of the Kiwis, but uh, you could always get through to her when no one else could, so give it a go, right? And I guess you heard about Rose. Yeah, I bet on the wrong horse. The shit that doesn't happen. <laughs> Bye then. Claire, right. I don't get it. Why would the flatmates think Claire would be the best person to message Jess? Why not Shirin or Emma? That makes no sense. You don't make recent exes interact unless you know they get on really well. And these two definitely don't, but... Sorry. Forgot to turn my mobile off. It's... it's my mum. I'd better get back. I think I was pretty much done anyway, dear listeners. I will say bye for now and pop on the outro. Hang on. Hey mum. Yeah, I'm fine actually. I just finished. Alright. You... What? She's... What do you mean? Your... I... I didn't know. I thought... It was... Temporary. Why didn't you tell me? I thought I... Bloody hell. Did you two think I wasn't interested? That I didn't care what was going on in my own family. <laughs> Why you thought wrong? Yeah. Mum, I... 
Of course. Yeah. No, no, I'm... I'm fine. Do you want me to come for Easter after all? You're sure? I could check if there are any cheaper student rates left. Right, I'll stay here. Talk to you later. Love you too, Mum. Didn't it start? Why didn't it start? There. <sighs> if you knew either Kat or Jess or any of their friends 20 years ago. Hello, brilliant listeners. I'm Olivia, and this is the Y2K podcast. Today, Tammy's here with me. Say hello. Hiya. What have you been up to today, Tammy? Starting off our paleontology module. I'm excited. <laughs> me too. I think for most of us, this is why we chose the course. We're all just dinosaur-loving kids, really. <laughs> yes, we are, though, you know, we're all science geeks, too. Yep. We're all mad here. <laughs> anyway, I am starting something new this week and showcasing trailers for other podcasts that I think you'd enjoy. Please listen to the very end of the episode to hear the first one. Very cool. Let's go to today's voicemails. Last week, Jess was still interested in Rachel, and Kat made Jono try salty licorice. You want to say it with me, Tammy? Sure. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the year 2000. 2000. Hi, Kat. Is everything all right? I got the weirdest message from Claire, of all people. She said the others had nominated her to call me. Why would they do that? Hearing her voice was unsettling in itself, but the message was about you. She's... Uh, no, they're all worried about you. Sharon, Emma, and Claire. Cat, what's going on? I've been concerned about you and Jono, and it seems you are moving things along pretty fast, but so far you've managed to convince me that everything is fine, and uh, I guess I've wanted to believe you, but maybe I should have dug deeper. Please get back to me, ASAP. This is freaking me out. <sighs> I love you. I miss you. And I just want you to be happy, if possible. Sending oceans and oceans. Oh, Jess. I'm sorry Claire got you so worried. I'm okay. Really. Sharon left a message for me too, but I suppose I didn't take it seriously. And I didn't know Claire was leaving one for you. Are you okay about that? Must have been strange hearing her voice. I, I think they probably decided to divvy up the task so that Sharon called me and Claire called you. <laughs> they probably felt Emma wouldn't be able to stick to the script. Actually, they were probably right. So... 
Yeah, I, I've not been so communicative with the flatmates, former flatmates, I should say. I just don't really have the energy for them, you know? Plus, uh, I've been sort of avoiding Claire, not only on your account, though of course there's that, but also for me, you know? I used to be pretty good friends with Claire when you were together, and it was strange to lose that all of a sudden. And then when she treated you so very badly, she became the villain, of course, and then she moved in and became the flatmate, and it was all far too confusing. And then after that thing with Emma and Sheeran at Jono's party, I, I sort of felt like I had to choose to support and, and of course I choose my boyfriend what else could I do and uh, it became very hard to hang out with them and I retreated a little I guess I Dad you home in here mm. hello princess had a good day? Mm, I'm just... So, we're having dinner with Simon and his wife tomorrow. You're not working, are you? No. Uh, wait, <laughs> yes, I am. But I can probably swap with someone. Wait, Simon? Great. So I... Wait, Simon's wife? Yes. You interrupted me. What was I... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have Your a... colleague, Simon? The one who assaulted Emma? Don't say that. He was just drunk. And I'm trying to tell you He's that... He's married? And we're... I, I don't want to have dinner with him. What the hell? He's my friend. He's... He's awful. What he did... Your friends aren't as perfect as you think. What? That is... Sheeran cheated on Dave. Uh... And Emma will fuck anything on legs. So it should be pretty impossible to assault her. You... That's... What the fuck? Will you listen to me? What? I booked us train tickets to Paris for Easter. But you won't even let me tell you about it. So I suppose I should just throw them away. Is that what you want? That's great, but... Look, I'll rip them up and throw them in a the garbage. You don't have to do that. We were talking about Simon and... What you said about Emma... That's just not true. She slept with practically everyone I know. Man, woman, both or neither. So I... She hasn't, actually. And if she has, it wouldn't matter. That's not the point. She... So what is your fucking point, Kat? That Simon is a creep. And he's married, which makes him even worse. I, I don't want to have dinner with... I just wanted to surprise you. But it's all ruined now. I'm going out. Jono, we have to talk about this. No, we really don't. What the hell is happening? Hello, uh, Olivia here in editing mode. I cut out about
about half an hour of cats sobbing and moving around the apartment. It was pretty grim. Figured I'd spare you that. Um, nothing else, apart from a click at the end. Didn't sound like Cat turned it off. I think it probably lost internet connection and turned off on its own. Right, that's all from me for now. Here's the next voicemail. Oh, shit. Hi, Jess. Uh, I just realised I didn't turn this off, but it seems to have sent you the voicemail anyway. Who knows what's on there? <laughs> just as I was trying to reassure you two. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I'm so tired. Jono is still out been over two hours. I have to go to work soon. Oh. It's my mother. I cannot deal with her right now. Right. I have to go. N no worries. Alright? I'll be fine. We'll make up. It's what we do. Love you. Oh, cat. That didn't exactly make me less worried. Also, hearing someone's fight is horrible. Sometimes when Claire and I argued, I felt like she wasn't really fighting fair, you know? Like she kept throwing me off balance with new accusations and didn't let me have my say. I feel like that's what's happening with you and Jono. You know what I mean? I don't really have any advice for how to deal with that except maybe talk to him about it. Not that I ever had the guts to bring it up with Claire. I don't think she was aware she was doing it. I think it was some sort of defense mechanism. And uh, I definitely didn't see it as clearly then as I do now. And especially after listening to the fight you just had. I am so sorry you were hurting, my dear. And I hope you can sort this out. You say you always do, which is good, but it also implies you fight like this a lot, do you? Remember back in March you were describing the first fight you and Jono had, and you were worried because you'd been yelling and screaming and it wasn't like you? Don't forget that. Don't let this become normal for you if you feel it isn't you. Right, that's pretty convoluted. Sorry. I mean, be careful you don't get lost in all this. One of the things I took away from the whole debacle with Claire is how important it is to be kind. It's so underrated, but it is crucial. 
She wasn't kind to me at a basic level, and I wasn't very kind to her either, especially towards the end. I guess that bit just failed in our relationship dynamic. Sorry, I didn't mean to make this about me. Oh, I hate that I'm so far away. I want to give you a big hug and drag you out for a long walk and talk and talk and talk until we feel like we have sorted everything out and understand it together. So I'm going to beam over to London right now so we can do that, right? Right. Scotty? Damn. <laughs> I guess my transporter beam is broken. We'll have to make do with voicemails a little while longer. <sighs> so uh, I had another therapy session today. And uh, you'd be proud of me. I was open to talking about medication, and uh, he referred me to a doctor. He said medication might help not only with depression, but also with getting me to sleep better. Which was the clincher for me. I've been having trouble sleeping, and it makes everything worse. So, if it all works out, I should be seeing a doctor and start medication next week. Can't get any worse, right? <laughs> she says right before another burning building falls on top of her. Yeah, I know it can get worse. But it could also get better. So here's hoping. Listen, take care of yourself and uh, pay attention to how Jono makes you feel, right? I love you. Oceans of hugs. We're back. All this relationship drama. Yeah, they're not having an easy time of it. I really don't understand why they put up with it. Well, passion, connection, sex, support? Yeah, well, I wouldn't want it for myself, so maybe that's why? None of it? Not really. I'll... Maybe the connection and support of a relationship would be good at some point, but I'd have to find a partner who is fine with me being ace. Oh, that makes sense. I'm not really after, you know, a, um, a relationship either at this point. Too much other stuff I want to do. Absolutely. Now, there was something I was going to talk about. Merch! Yes, thanks. I wanted to tell our listeners that we have t-shirts and mugs and hoodies and lots of other stuff with the Y2K logo and quite a few other designs as well. For example, one design with Welcome to the Year 2000 and another one with Oceans of Hugs. You can find them at y2kpod.com slash merch. There are also pillows and beach towels for some reason. <laughs> well, they were there, so I thought, why not? It, I mean, it's great. It's just funny. Yeah. I think we're done. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Hello, Olivia here with the Y2K podcast, but you know that right. I can't believe we're at episode 16 already. I got some messages about the end of episode 14. Um, 
I didn't listen to it before posting, and yes, afterwards, I did realise that the phone call I had with mum got recorded on there, but I couldn't be bothered with it at that point. Call it context or something. I also had a message from someone who thinks they might know Jono now and asked if I wanted them to contact him for me. And I just want to be very clear on this. I am so grateful for all of you sending me information on the people and the goings-on from 2000, but please let me contact whomever I want to contact. Don't contact anyone on my behalf, right? Just send me the info if you want to. Thank you so much. Please stay tuned after the episode for a trailer of a podcast we think you will really enjoy. So, last week, Kat and Jono had a big fight and just decided to get antidepressants. Welcome to the year 2000. Hi Jess, today's the day. I'm off in a bit to shoot the IKEA ad and I am so so excited. <laughs> I just can't hide it. <laughs> I've never done a big ad like this before in a big studio. I can't wait. I'm booked all day for one very short TV ad, so I guess there will be a lot of waiting around, but I don't care. I'm going to be excitedly waiting around. I'll report back to you tonight. Keep your fingers crossed for me today. Love you. Cat, wow, this is the day. Sending every positive thought your way. <laughs> Not that you'll need it. You'll be fantastic. Can't wait for your update. So, um, I sort of have some news. Um, Last night, Tia and Maya had a bunch of people over, just a few of their friends, and it was really relaxed and fun, and Tia had made these incredible mini pies with goat's cheese and caramelized onions, and yeah, sorry, you want to hear the news, not me rambling on about the food. <laughs> Though the food was fabulous. So, I know I said I didn't want to jump into anything, but, um... Rachel was there, of course, and she is so wonderful and so gorgeous, and uh, we talked pretty much the whole night, and it was easy, you know? No err moments, no snags or misunderstandings or little annoyances. It just flowed. With Claire, I always felt like we were in some weird competition. And if I wasn't losing, she'd be in a bad mood. But Rachel is so easy to talk to, and she really listens. Anyways, in the end, everyone else had either gone to bed or gone home, and uh, we kissed. <laughs> and it was so nice. Right, that doesn't sound very exciting, but it was exciting. 
hugely exciting. Mind-blowing and toe-curling and all that good stuff. It's just that it also had that easy and nice and loving feel from the conversation we just had. Nothing else happened, though it was very clear we both wanted it to. Rachel had to travel to a library conference in Wellington early this morning, or it might have been a different story. But the whole thing makes me so happy. Whatever happens next, and yes, I'll admit that of course I want this to happen again, and more. <laughs> this was really beautiful and makes me hopeful that there are kind people in the world, and some of them might actually like to hang out with me. <laughs> right, saying that out loud sounds a little odd. It's just that everything's been so hard for such a long time, and somehow, talking to Rachel and, yes, kissing Rachel, made me, uh, Exhale. For the first time in a year or so. And yes, yes, I do realize that sounds like a Whitney Houston movie. But that's how I feel. Like I can breathe again. And like I don't have to be so weighed down with all this crap that's been happening. I feel lighter, and it can't be the medication, because I only started that yesterday, and the doctor said it takes weeks to start having an effect. So it's probably Rachel, <laughs> and maybe the knowledge that the medication is happening and will hopefully start to work soon, and also that Bri is feeling so much better and doesn't need me as much. I feel... Good. <laughs> Finally. I feel... Yes? Jess, could you possibly help me with... Oh. Sorry. You're recording for Kat? I am, but I'll be done in a minute. Um, hello, Kat. <laughs> Is that odd? I, I, I don't know Kat. No, it's nice. <laughs> I'm sure she says hi back. So, what did you need help with? Right. So I'm dyeing fabric, and it's getting a little unwieldy. I put too much in, and now I can't move any of it around without risking a purple flood all over the kitchen floor. <laughs> right, I'm coming. Don't want a purple flood. No, <laughs> we really don't. Thanks. Well, you heard all of this, Kat. I'd better go. <laughs> Thank you. That would be wonderful. And... You can tell me all about what's going on with you and Rachel. What makes you think anything's going on? Um, I was there last night. All right. <laughs> Love you. Sending good thoughts your way today. And uh, can't wait to hear how it was. <laughs> Oceans of hugs. So, tell me. <laughs> I'm back, exhausted, but very, very happy, and even happier hearing your news. 
So amazing that something finally happened with you and Rachel. I've been waiting for this for weeks. And even more amazing that you feel better and lighter and happier. Things have been so tough for you and for Bri for such a long time that it's simply your turn to be happy now. Okay? Okay. So let me tell you about today. It was a lot of waiting around, but my unscreened husband was really nice, so we sat around and chatted while they set up endless scenes and lights and cameras. There were so many people there, it made me dizzy. And so the first few hours I was pretending to build Billy bookshelves. They wouldn't let me build much for real, which was a bit disappointing, but I get it. And chatting to Dan, that's the pretend hubby. Uh, then it was time for the lines, uh, which I knew perfectly at home, but they flew out of my mind the moment we started. <laughs> Completely freaked me out. But the director, Sarah, was really chill about it. She said it happens to a lot of actors once they get on set. Dan also said it had happened to him countless times. <laughs> Don't know if that was true, but made me feel a lot better. So, Sarah just told me to review the lines and try again. And I did, and it went really well. We did many takes in a few different versions, but apart from the first time, none of the retakes were my fault, so it was fine by me. And it was fun. It was energizing to be in front of a camera and even if it was a one-time ad thing it felt like a collaboration which was lovely maybe want to do more and longer <laughs> yeah movies <laughs> not sure how that will happen though anyway i you done yet uh, not quite sweetie you've been away all day and it's late I thought we could have some takeout and watch Buffy. That sounds great. You, you want to order and I'll be out in a bit? Fine. <sighs> I better go. I think I told you the important bits anyway. I'm so happy things are looking up for you. Love you. You coming? Hi, Claire. Um... Thanks for the message. Uh, it's Jess, by the way, but you know that. Um, I'm worried about Kat, too. I've heard Jono sometimes on the voicemails, and he is not nice. I heard one fight they had, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I've tried to approach it in a few different ways, but it's like I can't get through to her. And I don't want to criticize Donna too much, or maybe she won't want to talk about it at all. Ugh, I'm so damned far away. So powerless, which is why I'm reaching out to you. I thought maybe you and Emma and Sharon could talk to her. Do an intervention type of thing, you know? Or something. <laughs> at least you're all nearby. So, uh, yeah. That's all. <laughs> Thanks. 
Bye, Claire. An intervention. Hmm. I wonder if that would work. Kat doesn't seem open to much criticism of Jono or the relationship at this point. Also, she seems pretty distant from the flatmates. I'm not sure if they're close enough to get through to her. Also, it's hard because yes, Jono is truly being awful, but in a way that is sort of hard to pinpoint. Oh, I don't know. I have to remind myself that this has all already happened. And I know how it ends up. Well, parts of it anyway. And I guess that sort of puts everything in perspective. Not everything that feels vitally important when you're in your 20s will stay important. So much of what they're focusing on, I have never heard of. That should make me feel better about the stuff going on with my parents now, I guess. Should. Not sure it actually does. Sorry to be so depressing, listeners. I think I will go for a run and clear my head. Till next week. Olivia, Y2K, blah 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 blah. Do you actually listen to what I say here at the top? You probably do, right? Sorry, didn't mean to sound like I don't care. I I do care, very much. I'm just a bit frustrated right now. My parents are... Flawed? Which is reasonable, right? Everyone is. I just have a really hard time with it. Also, I did some calculations, and probably a little before this time of year in 2000, I don't quite know when, as I'm not sure if I was born late, or early, or right when I was supposed to, but I was conceived. Which is a dizzying thought. So I guess soon my mother will be pregnant in the files, and it'll be obvious who's who. In a way, it's probably good, but... I have enjoyed not defining this. It's made it easier to distance myself from what's going on in the voicemails and everything else. You know what? I won't confirm it straight away. I'll leave you hanging a little, just to ease myself into the whole thing. Alright. You have been warned. On to this week's voicemails. Last week, Kat shot a TV ad and Jess got together with Rachel. Let's see what they're up to this week. Welcome to the year 2000. Oh, Jess. I don't know what to do. This morning, we argued about... Not sure what it was about, really. Um, I was telling Jono about the shoot, and about me flubbing lines, and about how supportive everyone was. I, I guess he got jealous of Dan. 
which is silly. There was no flirtation there. And you know me. I don't even think about other people when I'm in a relationship. It's just not me. Anyway, we got into this awful yelling thing that we apparently do. And I, I don't know what happened or what he said. But all of a sudden, I hit him. I never hit anyone in my life. But I slapped him. And it left a red mark. And we were both shocked, I think. And of course I apologized and we stopped arguing and made up, but what is happening to me? What am I doing? This isn't me. I just don't recognize myself. I miss you so much, Jess. I feel like I'm adrift without an anchor with you away. These voicemails are great, but... Yeah. But they are something. So much better than emails. <laughs> My turn at the library today. John was working from home and... Uh, I just had to get out of the apartment. Don't think I'll meet any gorgeous librarians like you did, though. <laughs> or if I did, I wouldn't notice them. Uh, I feel awful. Leave me a cheerful message if you can, my dear. I, I think my paid-up computer time is winding down and the... Sadly unsexy librarian is throwing me odd looks. I love you. I miss you so much. Oceans of hugs. Cat, wow. So sorry, everything is so tough. I'll send you a proper message later, but I've recruited Bri to sing a silly song with me, so bear with us, okay? You ready, Bri? Yep. <laughs> is she coming to Auckland and said, Cat is nice and funny and smart We can make up an extra bed We love Kat, she's perfect and fat Tell her to bring us a lot of beer <laughs> Cat is nice and funny and smart. 
cheer. We love Cat, she's perfect and fab. We can go to the beach and have fun. Cat is nice and funny and smart. We sure think she could use some sun. We love Cat, she's perfect and fab. And she sure is a true friend of mine. <laughs> Love you, cat. So that was fun for us. I hope it made you smile a little. <laughs> and thanks, Bry. Anytime, Sib. <laughs> and hey, cat, I'm sorry things are hard. Right. Love you, cat. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. And thank Bri for me. <laughs> that was funny and silly and lovely. You are just the best. <laughs> so, yes, I, I am feeling better. But uh, not only because of your wonderful singing. I... I'm pregnant. <laughs> After I left you that message, I started thinking about why I wasn't feeling myself and I thought I'd probably have PMS and then I started trying to remember when I'd had my last period and then I realized it was a while ago and I went to Superdrug and bought a pregnancy test and yeah, <laughs> I really am pregnant. And I know it's early days and Jono and I haven't been together long, but we've talked about kids. We're both like three, so maybe it's a good thing we're getting started. We've even talked about names. I, uh, I haven't told him yet. He said a work thing, he won't be home until tonight. Uh, I want to see his face when I tell him. I think he'll be a great father. He always has so much energy and so many fun ideas. Oh, Jess, I'm so happy. You know, I've always wanted to be a mother and now it's happening. <sighs> So, not coming to NZ for a while, I'm afraid. But thank you so much for the lovely song. It made me laugh and cry and very much feel like you are here. How is Uni? And how is Rachel? Huh? Let me know. I love you. Bye. Oh, wow, Kat. Congratulations. That is 
wonderful. I didn't realize you were already talking about kids, but I am sure this will be perfect. It has to be, right? And you will be the best mother ever. This kid is very, very lucky. And you know, whatever ridiculous hormonal journey this pregnancy is going to take you on, I am right here ready with sympathy and completely unresearched advice. <laughs> Just, wow. You are the first of my friends to get pregnant, you know? So you need to tell me if I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be an auntie. That's wild. I have this weird urge to go look at baby clothes. <laughs> Isn't that silly? Plenty of time for that. Um, you asked about Rachel. Yeah, we're together. <laughs> she got back from her conference and uh, we made up for all that waiting. It was truly glorious. And very, <laughs> very hot. Anyways, Yesterday was Anzac Day, which is a bank holiday here, so Rachel and I went for a hike in the morning. Fall is finally coming here, and it was one of those gorgeous, crisp days. We uh, walked and talked, and we both want to take this further, but we agreed to take it slow. She's also coming off a rough breakup, though not quite as recent as mine, and I guess we're both trying to guard our hearts a little. It was a really good conversation. And then in the afternoon, Rachel was doing a poppy making workshop at the library for kids, and she asked me to join her. I agreed, provided I didn't have to make a single poppy, and she promised. <laughs> she kept her word, too. I was put in charge of doling out supplies, which is perfectly in keeping with my skill set. <laughs> it was fun to hang out in the library with the kids and some of their parents. Yikes! <laughs> I just realized that could be you in a few years. Well, more like five or so. That is mind-boggling. You're going to be a parent. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, you asked about school. Um, I am learning a lot. The pace is ridiculous, but I feel like I am more in sync with it now, you know? I don't feel like I'm constantly running to catch up anymore. I'm still running, but along with everyone else. And I am churning out text. There is never any time to really think about writing. There's just doing the writing and then jumping on to the next writing assignment. But I think that's part of the point. Like the first year of drama school where they were just throwing improv at us from every angle until we stopped thinking and started just doing. Exactly like that, actually. We're in writing boot camp, and I don't think it ends until the year is up, which is fair enough. So, my dearest cat, mommy-to-be, <laughs> I am so happy and a little scared. But I know it will be amazing. You will make it amazing. Talk to you soon. Love you. Oceans and oceans.
Hello, Cat, it's Shirin. Uh, you all right? Next week is quiz night again, and you need to be there. We miss you. If you don't show up, we will come drag you there. We know where you live, remember? No choice. No excuses. So, see you Tuesday at 7 p.m. at the stack. Bye. I... Right. Well, I'm sure you probably think I planned that. It's what I would think, but... But I really didn't. I don't listen ahead. Um... Yeah, so, um... Saying nothing. Right. If you knew either Kat or Jess or any of their friends 20 years ago, I would like to hear from you. Please email me at y2kpod at gmail.com. Find me on Twitter or Instagram at y2kpod. That's the number two. Also, check out our webpage at y2kpod.com where you can find more info and, of course, listen to all the episodes. The show is also on Apple Podcasts, what used to be iTunes, on Google Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts. If you like Y2K, please tell your friends to listen too. And if you have a minute, it would mean so much if you would rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts. It can help others find the show and also it makes me very happy. If you want to support the show further, thank you so much. You can do that by going to patreon.com slash y2kpod and pledging a monthly amount. From one US dollar, you get all our episodes early. So if you were a patron, you could check out next week's episode in just a few days. Our fantastic music is created and recorded by Jake Hawes. Check out his podcast, Making Music with Jake Hawes, to hear more. I'm Olivia, thank you for listening, and welcome back next week when we return to the year 2000. <laughs>